They know how to make you smile. You're already here, why don't you stay a while? Kick back, relax, you freaks. They're playing all the tricks and taking all of the treats. Grab a whiskey and hang on tight. Smoke that bong with all your might. They write books, but that ain't all. One short and smooth and one is hairy and tall. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and then drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Best buds talking book of the week. And all the horror stuff that they think is neat Hanging loose doing ridiculous reads Not cause we deserve it cause it's what we need Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne They argue about everything and drive each other so insane Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne it's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne and Chris and John Wayne. Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I am John Wayne. With me, as always, is Christopher Triana. Chris. Hello. hello, hello, hello. How are you? Good. Did you like my NPR opening? Yeah, that's just that's very good. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Very, very, uh, very mature, very serious. Like I feel like we're going to talk about the Dow or something. Uh, the Dow, like the Dow, down. What? D O W. The Dow. Down. N. With an N. No. No. O W N. Dow. The band that Phil and Selmo's in. No. Dow. The stock market. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is, Why? but. The NPR would NPR would not be talking about Phil and Samo's douchey ass band. No, they're, they're they're talking about like adult stuff. There, he's an adult. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's good to see you. That's, that's debatable. That's debatable. I think he's twelve and a half. Yeah, I don't know. We'll talk <laughs> about that later. But okay. it's good to see you. I've been on the road for two weeks. Yeah, on these that's... two weeks. So this is actually this episode actually cements us and i know i'd say not to bring this up but i am bringing it up because it's been brought up to me it seems like we're off in time when the when the uh episodes come out versus to what's happening in reality but this one we're caught up like this is we're recording this like two days before it comes out right. or three days whatever it is so this is uh, up to the date baby and it was because we yeah. had to do a few extras because i i was out of town for two weeks right and we uh, i'm back now and uh what a time it was dude he's back bitch it was kind of funny though because, uh, like the, the episodes that we recorded, you know, you were like, "Oh yeah, it's getting cold in Texas. We got this cold front coming," and then that became a disaster oh, after we recorded it. But our show aired around the time like that it happened, so we're like, "Oh, it's going to be a little cold." And like, meanwhile, at that time, it was just an absolute disaster. Uh, so it yeah, was bad. Uh, and, we weren't I, we weren't making light of what happened in Texas. It was just a pre-recorded show, folks. You know, and, and it was funny because, like, Nick was uh, making jokes, Nick P, because, uh, oh, man, we're only like 504 into the show or something. So mark it. But uh, he because uh, he travels with me. And yeah. when we left, like, he's one of the people that hadn't had power in like days. He said it would come on for like an hour and then it would go off for like six hours. Like he he's yeah. just like 
you know, his neighborhood was just fucked. So he was like super, he hadn't taken a shower in three days because the water was all fucked up. Like our water was fucked up too. Like the, mm-hmm. there was no water pressure. Right. Uh, but yeah. And he was like, man, I kind of feel like we're Ted Cruz escaping Houston to go like to, cause yeah. we were driving to North Carolina, Yeah, but, yeah. We, but we got out like, cause it was like all that weekend and Monday and Tuesday were freezing and we left Wednesday and Wednesday was the first day that it got above freezing. And that's when we left, but we still left at nine o'clock at night. Like we didn't yeah. leave during the day or anything. It was, and we, we were fine. We got out fine, <clears throat> but what a time, dude, what a great, uh, so good to be on the road. Yeah. So good to be, uh, um, out there. I was in Charlotte. Dave says, what's up, man? Uh, shouts out to Dave Bernadette. Uh, dude, check this out. Dave gave me this pipe. He brought it for me. Look at that shit, dude. Oh, it's oh, bad. Oh, it's, a, it's a skull. Yeah. It's like a yeah face and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Dude, it's awesome. So I call <laughs> it's a, it. it yeah. It's also a recorder. Uh, like, oh, yeah. Like, I, like, I, was playing, I was playing. Hot, I was playing hot cross buns on this all week, dude. But no, I call it the Dave. That's what it's called. Because I, I once you gave it to me, Nick and I smoked out of this the entire rest of the trip, and it has served me well. So shouts out to the Dave man. <clears throat> but yeah, man, it was great. But I, I, I missed you. I'm back. Oh, I missed you. Um, what have you been doing? What's been What's been going on on your side of the road there? Nothing. Yeah. What's up with the the police station? You still dance in front of it in your robe? Like I was doing, remember? We were no, house, I, house no, of pain I, in it. Yeah. No, I go out wearing nothing but my robe and flash them whenever I get the mail. That's what I do, you know. Yeah. But uh, no, no, nothing's been going on. Uh, I, I did buy this new robe for those watching. Uh, mm-hmm. And yes, I'm wearing a robe on the podcast because why not? I don't care. Uh, I don't I don't care what I look like as we've been discussing. Divides. But, like, but you look good. Really though. It's not like you look like a slob or anything. Well, thank you very much, but you know that's uh, what I'm saying. Effortless, I, but yeah, I don't, I, I just don't care anymore uh, about dressing nice or looking nice. Um, but I still need my my Johnny Unitas haircut. But other than that, you know, I'm good. <laughs> we got. We have to set our watches to it, dude. Yeah, we need. Uh, it. But no, nothing's yeah. been, nothing's going on. Um, just uh, you know, just keep on keeping on keeping on uh, working. Um, I've already announced it recently so but i'll announce it on this show too that uh i'm currently uh working on uh the sequel to the 13th coyote so that book that book has been very well received people are really really into it um and this book uh it's probably it's almost certainly going to be a a sequel uh i'm I'm sorry not a sequel a, a trilogy uh this this one is the second one in the series and it's already 125,000 words, so it'll definitely be as long as the last one, if not longer, actually, because it's not done yet. So that's what she said. I'm sorry, I kept that in for as long as I could. Okay. That, sorry. That's, uh, sorry. Okay. That was a that was like a softball that I just had to Gallagher that melon right over the fence. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, about, dude. I, you know what? It was just about as funny as Gallagher too, because. Oh, horny motherfucker. Wait, wait, wait. Gallagher or Gallagher 2? I don't know. Because Gallagher 2 was his brother who took over for Gallagher and said he was Gallagher. There's a whole thing. That's an episode. But anyway, I'm really into Yeah, I, I know I know so. Gallagher. I've actually met. Oh, I know you know Gallagher. No, no. I, I've met and worked with Gallagher on an event. And uh, they say if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I'm not going to say anything more about Gallagher. 
What about this? What about it? What is that? A I can't. Gallagher, I, it's a Gallagher record. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell. It was too close to the camera. There you go. I just happen to have that in arm's reach. I don't know why. Um, because oh, that's because I have the Rocky and stuff right here. But I'm excited for that, dude. I, I really like that book, so um, I'm into it. Cool. Can't Thanks, wait man. for that. Uh, oh, and that reminded me, dude, my, um, some of the audiobooks that I've been doing started coming out. So nice. those are out. Sinkhole, the one that I wrote, my novella, and I, I narrate it like this, um, is out now. And then uh, right after that, Until the Sun came out uh, by Chandler Morrison, which if you're, if you're a listener to my uh, solo podcast, John Wayne Lied to You, I've, this, then I've given like blow by blow of me recording this thing throughout the weeks and all the fucking backwards learning I had to do because I made all these mm-hmm. mistakes and had to fix them. But now, um, you know, like I said, it's like the smoke up Johnny method because I'll never make those mistakes again in recording. Right, right. And it already stuck like in the book that I'm doing right now, which I don't think the authors announced it, so I won't. But uh, I'm like getting through so much quicker and, and it's coming so much easier. But I'm really excited that these ones are out and more are coming out. So Check out Until the Sun by Chandler Morrison, narrated by me, and Sinkhole by me, narrated by me. Check them out, folks. Check them out. Dude, we got to do this death metal show um, that we're talking about. Remember, we were going to talk about death metal? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do that next episode. We'll do that next episode since we already have something else planned for today. Uh, We do. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Because I've been reading that book. I'm, I'm, I'm just about at the, at the very end of it. I'm on like the extra, uh, footage and uh, not footage but mm. this is like the you know re special edition reissue where he put a bunch of extra shit in it so right. i'm in the extra shit but man i was like dude i some of these bands like i've never listened to before like mm-hmm. napalm death i've seen their name a billion times but let me listen wow, you've never really listened so, to them before wow no so right. i went back and listened to a bunch of these bands and like so far my favorite that i've been listening to more is carcass the most probably the best the best. Um, they're, they're my I, favorite, man. They're my favorite Beth Metal band of all time. I saw them back in 1992, man, live oh, at a and, bar. And I, 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 of course, I that goes without like death goes without saying. I, I've like I've course, liked death yeah. for a long ass time, but uh, I come have come to appreciate them more recently. In that, especially when we were traveling, um, there's this music service, a uh, streaming service called Tidal, T I D A L. This isn't branded content, but. <clears throat> It they have they they have the masters of the of the albums available that you listen to. So they're not these con- compressed MP3s. They're these right. master wave files, and it's it's kind of expensive. But we are using the free trial, and uh, they had like uh, a few death albums on there that that you were listening to the masters and like, dude, mm-hmm. we're cranking that shit, and you can hear everything yeah. sounded yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I definitely I have a lo- I have a lot to say about death being a Florida boy uh, and. Uh, but yeah, let's save it for the uh, let's save it for the next show. We'll totally do a death metal show. No, yeah, that's, I just wanted to bring it up because I'm like, man, that book is like, because uh, even today I was writing with Carcass playing. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and I busted out my um, Cattle Decapitation records because I was mm. like, ooh, I got to put these on while I was like reading. I was like, I haven't listened to this in a long ass time, and they're. No, we could totally yeah. do. We'll we'll totally do that, and we're like on the next show. So stay tuned, folks. We're going to do a death metal show, and that'll be perfect too because. I can talk a little bit about Night Stalkers because uh, that's coming out at the end of this month. Uh, the, the collaboration I have with Ryan Harding, and there's a lot of death metal references throughout that book. It takes place in 1992, which was like the year of the rise of Florida death metal, American death metal, um, and 
like every chapter is named after a death metal song, like in relation to what's happening in that chapter. So there's a lot of that infused in it. So yeah, let's, we'll do that. We'll do that. So t- stay tuned folks next week. Death metal. Death metal. And I want to go to like, I've been fighting the urge since I've been back. The urge to go to my local. No, fuck my dad jerked it twice since we've been on 13 minutes. Shit. Um, <laughs> these pants are drenched, dude. Um, no, not that. Uh, oh, why are we are we doing our cum count? Are we updating no. the cum versus uh read book count? I, no? no, as I said no? before, okay, I, haven't, okay. I, I haven't been counting because I can't okay. think of anything more stupid to do. So, oh man, I can think of you, you got to hang out with me more. Uh, <laughs> I've been fighting the urge to go to my local record store, Vinyl Edge. Uh, shouts out there to uh, Chuck who runs it. Mm-hmm. And and buy some records because I know he's got death metal stuff. There. He's got a lot. Of, he's got everything. It's awesome. He keeps a curate such a great collection. Because now in Texas, you know that uh, I don't know if you heard this, Christopher, but done Jesus come down from heaven himself and healed all the Texas. So we don't wear a mask anymore. We oh, just I know. run free I with know. our titties out, hiding. That's that's and, national news. What a and bunch and of kissing yahoos. each other on the mouths with our hairdressers. Yeah, I, I uh, know. They're, they're, that's national news. You you bunch of yahoos have just decided yeah. you don't need masks anymore. You, like now that we're getting all of these vaccinations for every American and we're slowly working them out, Texas here is just to derail that whole fucking thing. So thanks, Texas. You bunch you of it, fucking man. backwards redneck morons. Right. So I've been uh, like wanting to go. Uh, not you. But that, but no, yeah. Not, I'm not go you. This. Yeah. But, but Texas. But. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I've been wanting to go buy records, but it's like I could go anyway because you could wear a mask in the store. But and I've been wearing a mask, by the way, just so everyone knows, since yeah. they, they lifted this shit on Monday, I guess, or whatever. I've I've only gone to the gym and I that's the only place I've gone and I wear a mask. So it's not, you well, know, not no one. We're not out here just fucking imbecile. That's why. And, and I'm, I'm not a total fucking right wing redneck moron. That's why. Well, and I'm on track to get my to get vaccinated as well. So figure that out uh, as soon as I can get available to me. Yeah, um, but, well, but then I there's mean, that, count- should, that should probably be a while, though. I mean, there's like old people are like top tier and then people like that actually work in, you know, like as essential workers or after that. Uh, and you're neither of those things. So it might you're probably going to be low on the ladder, aren't you? Well, there's a bunch of counties in uh, in Texas that uh, because we're so awesome are uh people the people in the county are are not except like not taking the vaccine so if they don't use them they have to throw them away so you can go to another county like a few of my friends have done it my sister lives in dallas like she's she got her vaccination because they just they had a pop like somebody popped up like hey we have vaccines here like so it's it's like it's not just pop up like like it's not not like like watermelons or something no it was like it was like a social media thing like some like a clinic was like we have these that they it's it's like I guess it's like a everything must go now sale like type of thing where well, they might give get, it to somebody. Well, you can't just get the one. You have to like you have to get both of them. Yeah. Series. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well. Well. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I want to get it as soon as I can. I I can wait. Of I don't course. care. But I'll no, get no, it. absolutely, absolutely. I haven't really got like I I want to get it, but uh, like it's much more regulated up here where uh you know like people appreciate science more uh and they want to get like you know the people that need it like the people that have like immune deficiencies people that were had donated organs things like that like all these other people go first so 
I haven't even looked into it because it's not time yet for people like me who are old and broken, but don't, don't uh, need it quite as much. So. And having just been like in a bunch of different states and cities over the past couple of weeks, uh, the one state that we stopped in and, and we went into the, the, the (coughs) shop to get like a coffee and shit while we got, got gas uh, where we came out and we got back in the car and, and got ready. Nick was like, I don't think there was one person wearing a mask in that entire store. And I was like, no, there wasn't. Jesus. Guess what state we were in? Florida. <laughs> God, uh, we were in Florida. We were fucking lost, dude. Damn. Yeah, I, know, I know. I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah. Good. You were in Alabama. Georgia, Georgia Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Don't give a fuck either. So, but we wore masks the whole time and all that shit, dude. Um, for this whole convention, stupid, stupid people. It's like what? Like really? You can't be that minorly inconvenienced to like? It's just I'll never understand it. They're Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they are specific kind of Americans. Like you don't see that up here. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's these fucking. We don't, uh, we don't, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, going across the country, you see how people, some people take it seriously and some people don't, um, even though, and I'll say this, like, I'm surprised being in Texas, having that ban, you know, lift or the thing lifted where you don't have to wear a mask now in my gym and in my convenience store and grocery store the places i've been i have seen everyone still wearing masks that's good i'm sure that'll probably get less and less as more time passes but it's not like everybody in texas right well that's you know set their shit on fire or something like that so but like you were uh, saying like with the whole alabama thing where no one's wearing masks like that is putting you and nick at at risk more than anything else so it's like you may be you may feel like Oh well, I'm still wearing my mask, so I'll you know like, but it, that, that's not helping you. That's helping all of them, and that's the real shitty thing about not wearing a mask is that you're endangering other people more than you're endangering yourself. So you may feel like, oh, I'll be fine. I'm sick of this COVID shit, but you're really showing a, an enormous inconsideration for other people, and that's what makes it right. so shitty. So fuck those rednecks. Well, right, and then they made you, um, you know, you know when you have to like kiss the bathroom attendant to get in. When you go to the truck stops, I keep you telling know. you, you don't have to do that. Uh, you know, no, like, you no, you do. You, that, you have but... to ki- like you have to kiss them before you go in. They they had one of those, and they're like, really, oh, can't, really can't kiss through the mask, uh, Bubba. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I had to pee really bad, so, um, you know I, how that is. I, I and that... keep telling you, you don't have to do that, but you you keep falling for it every time. Falling so. for it? What do you mean? I give him yeah, a twenty, you... I kiss him, and I just get to go to the because, bathroom. Just That's how it works. Just because it's the the truck stop is called Loves. Doesn't mean you have to make love with whoever works there. I'm not making love with them. What kind of <laughs> girl do you think I am, dude? I just, I'm just kissing the the guy that you have to kiss before you go into the bathroom. It's simple as that. Yep, good for you. Simple as that. Yep, easy peasy. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, since we got think... through all the the, the bullshit, uh, are we ready? To, are we ready to get into our show? We sure are, sir. Okay. Well, that brings us to our first segment, which, of course, is Book of the Week. (laughs) 
everywhere a book. Everywhere, everywhere you look, there should be a book. Everywhere book under here, look, book under there. Everywhere there's a heart. There's, there's a, heart. a book of some there's... book who reads you. Ooh, a book that reads you, dude. Whoa, whoa. I, you I'm think scared that, now. It's you Soviet... think that God could write a book that reads him, man, if he got high enough? In, in Soviet Russia, books book read you. you. <laughs> now that's comedy. Yeah, that's, that's stupid, and I apologize. Um, yeah, yeah, book of the week. Uh, so do we have? Do we have one? Did we pick one? You're the book of the week guy, dude. But we don't have one ready. Like we were saying, we needed one, but uh, you got even... your. I thought you had it queued up. No, you were like this not... book. Oh, you no, were writing I... down the publisher that made the Fright Night book. That's what you were doing. Okay, you, that's our. That's you, it. That's it. Right? That's our book that's of the it. week. Boom, our, book of the week on the week. There we go. Oh, go with it. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. I love it. We're totally unprepared. All right. Uh, well, our book of the week isn't so much a book. It's a it's a publisher. It's an institution. Uh, it's an institution like the one I was stuck in for years. Um, different episode. Different episode uh, that we're never going to do. Uh, but uh, this, is, uh, this is a publisher curl called Encyclopocalypse. Uh, and I wanted I wanted to do a shout out for the, for this particular company because as you know with our ridiculous reads we do a lot of uh, novelizations we read a lot of them uh, and one of the ones that we're really fond of of course is horror novelizations and there's a lot of horror fans that are are into these um, and of course many of them are long out of print and Encyclopocalypse has been bringing them back into print. Uh, mm -hmm. Most recently, they re-released um, Fright Night uh, by John Skip and Craig Spector, the great John Brown Skip, you know? Uh, and so that's... Yeah, and like this this paperback has been out of print for decades, uh, and like you would find it, and it'd be like $300 like on eBay yeah, if you wanted yeah. to find a used copy. But now you can get it again for 10 bucks. So those of you who are listening who aren't aware of this, you could go on Amazon right now and type in Fright Night, John Skip, Craig Spector, pops right up. You can get it for 10 bucks. And it's the exact same book. Same book. Uh, they also Look, just... Great cover. Like, it looks slick. It's a good-looking book. It's not... No, like, it's a, you know, it's a good yeah. book. Well they did a good cover. job on it. Yeah, and you, yeah, you can get a hard copy. You get paperback, not just ebook. Yeah. Uh, but this is what the, this company has been doing. Uh, and they also, um, they also just re-released Reanimator. Uh, yeah. Which which uh, you know we read on the show, which was a lot of fun, uh, mm -hmm. and that one is super coveted uh, by um, by horror fans, collectors. That's that's one of the ones that has always been at like a top tier, like that and Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth. Those are like the big three of the horror novelizations that people have sought out, uh, right. and the ones that are usually over a hundred dollars if you would find them on eBay. But now, ha <laughs> ha, sorry, scalpers, but you can buy Reanimator uh, for 10 bucks, thanks to Encyclopocalypse. So I, I, I really love these guys. I'm really glad that they're doing this, and my fingers are crossed uh, that they'll come out with the one I didn't mention yet, uh, that they'll come out with uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, the novelization, because oh, that is yeah. that is a super coveted one. Uh, and I've <laughs> always really wanted... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, who wrote that? Do, do you know? Is that, is that by somebody? Yeah. or uh, uh, Alan Dean Foster. Yeah, uh, the sci-fi writer. He wrote it. Uh, oh. And it's also 
it's based on Bill Lancaster's uh, original script before the changes. So there are a few little differences in it, uh, which would is you know very uh, very enthralling to me. Uh, it's it's supposed to be really good, and I've that uh, that one I've really wanted to actually read the whole thing. So I'm hoping hope 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 that they get the rights to that and release it. And of course, you know, the, of course, John Carpenter's the thing is based off of who goes there by John Campbell, um, the, you know, the great, uh, hard science writer. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so you could always read that, uh, but it does differ slightly from the film and it'd be kind of cool to have the novelization. So encyclopocalypse, check it out folks. And, and didn't like when we talked about this before, but the reason why there's those differences a lot of times is because the screenplay isn't done before they have to have the novelization in or. Well, well, not, it's not that it, it's not that it's not done. It's usually done. But then when they go into producing, making the film, they That's make right, they changes cut. here and there and they cut yeah, things yeah. and, and then like the producers or whoever is like, ah, let's change this a little bit. So it does vary. Uh, like a great example of that was the novelization of Natural Born Killers, which I had back in the 90s. And the ending was completely different. The ending, Mickey and Mallory uh, are, are killed, you know, and that was the original ending that Tarantino wrote. But that script was changed enormously by Oliver Stone to the, to the point where Tarantino disowned it uh, because it was so different from his screenplay. Yeah. Uh, and, but it, there are, if you watch like the uh, director's cut, they did film that ending, but I remember reading the, the novelization uh, and I was really into the movie when it came out, not so much now, but I liked it when it came out. And uh, reading the novelization and be like, holy shit, they get fucking killed in the end. They get murdered, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, like you get these novelizations sometimes and it's based off of the original script. And uh, which varies a lot uh, from what you see in the final film. That's right. So. Yeah. 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 So that's that's a good one to get anyway. So and they're putting that one out pretty soon or it's yet to come or not announced. What? The thing, the John Carpenter's the thing. No, no, uh, no. They, they haven't announced it at all. I'm just hopeful. Oh, okay. I'm hopeful. Oh, okay, because, okay, okay, okay. Like they yeah. just got Reanimator, which was a big one. Fright Night was a big one. These two were like the ones that were really hard to come by. So I'm hoping the thing is is on their radar. I'm sure it is. I'm sure they're yeah. trying to get it. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I would really be excited uh, about that if it came out. I would nab that pretty quickly. <laughs> As would I. Yep. As was so so yeah that's our book of the week that's a little bit different but uh it's something that we definitely needed to cover i've been wanting to mention that uh for a while so yeah it's been on the docket yeah so i guess that brings us to our next segment right mr jawain it does bring us to a segment ah oh, yes oh, oh shit oh shit well this is my personal favorite segment this is ridiculous reads <laughs> Ridiculous reads, my friends. Ridiculous, so ridiculous. reads. So ridiculous, ah. it's downright stupid. It should be illegal. No, I don't know. It is downright stupid and ridiculous. But and and speaking of stupid and ridiculous, this is a uh, this is on. 
Oh, shouts out. Splatterpunk Award winner, Splatterpunk nominated writer, Wesley Southern. All right, so ridiculous reads this week on me. Uh, This is a very weird and, like, I guess you could call it stupid if uh, that could be a descriptor. But I talked about this uh, on another episode in the past um, and I alluded to it. And and now I'm going to bust it out. But uh, when I visited. Um, uh, Carrie and Andy in Ohio, uh, CV Hunt and Anderson Prunty, uh, they took me to a bookstore, and and this was a um, a used kind of bookstore that had a bunch of different shit. Like I got, I actually got a uh, a Weaver World or a Clive Barker like first edition. Weaver, uh, yeah. World, yeah, I'm sorry, Weaver World, uh, and I got uh, a Bentley Little hardback. They like some cool shit, but they had a, a very large section dedicated to. And when I say large section, I mean um a very like a way more than of a section you would even think wouldn't be needed to accommodate uh this but it's uh it's 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 the written word of smut and um uh, today i'm going to be reading a section from the great book night of the perverts oh that's beautiful and that is by greg thompson allegedly so <laughs> greg thompson i yeah great great the great greg thompson Great, great. Uh, he, in, boner inducing from sea to shining sea. Well, you know, as guy. we know, great men are named Greg. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yes. And their yep. dad's dicks are huge. Absolutely massive. Dead. Um, so the thing, <laughs> the thing about this is, and this was interesting to me because I knew that like they write porno sexy stories in like Penthouse Forum and, and in the magazines, you know, but I, I, I uh, this is. I wonder what is going to equate to this in the future that we are doing right now uh, when it comes to uh, uh, pleasuring ourselves, because this is like a whole book to jack off to of yeah. words. Like mm-hmm. you have to read it. It's not pictures. Yeah. So like, and people buy, bought these like by the cum load, like by the bucket load of cum. People, like, people, so many of them. Yeah. People still buy them. Yeah. Uh, but, but even more so back, back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. When more people read books and they weren't a bunch of illiterate morons that just stared at Netflix for 18 hours a day. Yeah. But there's like, um, I mean, you had all of your categories there. There was bestiality. Yeah. Uh, there was like, uh, all kinds of shit, you know, anything yeah. you wanted, you could find. And, yeah. um, I it want was, to go to this bookstore so bad, dude. I would just spend like two hundred bucks just on that those crazy books, just yeah, just because why not? Yeah, and well, you have to sit on the guy's lap too before he lets you back in that. And section. you have to and you have to kiss him to use the bathroom. Yeah, you, I, no, you don't. <laughs> you kiss the guy at the bathroom to use the bathroom. <laughs> Fool me once. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, I, 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 I like yeah. if I if I may say real quick about yeah, those. Yeah, like the whole thing about smut fiction is like 60s and 70s. It's like you could finally do that kind of thing. And particularly in the 70s with the sexual revolution. And yeah, a lot of people like enjoyed these smut books. Uh, and while I've never really read a smut book, I've read a lot of Graham Masterson. Uh, and Graham Masterson is, is an excellent horror author, but he also used to write for Penthouse. And he also studied the art of sex. And he, he's a very sexually charged man. And, and in a lot of these great books, like The Pariah uh, and uh, <clears throat> Ritual and some of the other books, like, there are these, like, uh, like in Walkers, there's this great scene where, like, the main character is 
uh, you know, fingering this woman in a hallway. And it's so sexy. It's so hot, you know, and something about like reading it and imagining it in your own mind is more erotic than even like watching a porno. It's just like, it really gets to you, really turns you on. And some people hate that. Some people are very against sex and books. They're like, oh, it slows down the story, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you know, go back to fucking through a sheet, Mike Pence. You know, like you, you clearly like are a prude. If you're you on notice. Yeah, you're, like, know you're, you're listening. You're it's like, you know, it's like, I get it if you're complaining, if it's like, you know, five pages, but one page of a sex scene and like, you're like, it slows the story. Like, no, it's, it, that's, titillating and, and it's 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 interesting you know oh um, speaking of titillating not this isn't five pages dude this is a whole bunch of pages of well that. yeah that's a whole book but that's what i'm saying it's like there there are some books that like those books that i'm talking about aren't sex books that he wrote these are horror novels but they'll have right. a a page or two with these sex scenes here and there mm-hmm. that are really hot and really get you going and there's something about that to me uh and women tend to gravitate more to that with like the romance novels like that's their porn you know like they get really into that uh like you know the yeah the 50 shades of gray and all that that's like it's women who read those things and and because women generally uh are more like mental emotional wrapped up in sex rather than visual which men are that's why so many men they're smarter than us too well of course they are but um but men are very visual with sex and so just looking at naked ladies porn like that does it for them but like women have to get more into like the psyche and the emotional aspect and so like the erotic fiction appeals more to them um but anyway i just wanted to throw in no that that 18 minute long thing that i just no that's good those are good that's good information because this is fucking bizarre and that's what i'm saying like there's a huge disconnect um i'm sure there's a a swath of, of a generation listening to this that are like what the fuck there's books like this for real because i'm like there's books like this for real or like there's this many books so yeah. i wonder like what <clears throat> like if we're like you know watching brazzers on my phone if that'll be the 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 porn book of the future they'll be like this is what you used to jerk off to great grandpa you stupid <laughs> right. nerd you know well well uh you know who wrote a lot of these books was uh cult filmmaker ed wood Oh, um, yeah, I think I've, I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, who, of course, gave us Glenn and Glenda and Plan 9 from Outer Space. Uh, that was one of his things, is he wrote a lot of these smut uh, books. Uh, and he also made smutty movies, like Orgy of the Dead. And, like, later in his career in the 70s, he made just smutty trash movies. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of abandoned horror and sci-fi. And just, uh, you know, because he was, he was a fucking drunken pervert that guy you know when you watch the movie ed wood by tim burton it's it's a great movie and everything but and it, i love that movie i really do I but do it, well. it, it it couldn't be more inaccurate uh as well, far, it, ro- as far it romanticizes uh i think it, it leans it ro- on the side of romanticizing because you've got well, it, drug addiction and all that going on you know well with, well but here's yeah. the no, the, 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 they totally romanticize it. But you mentioned drug addiction with with uh, Bella Lugosi, and that's yeah. definitely true. That happened. Mm. Uh, but they they portray him as this man who's like all alone and in, in the world, and Edward's his only friend. It's not true. He had a family. He had he he you know like he had you know ch- children and stuff that helped him through all of this. You know, like it's could completely inaccurate. And they also show oh. him, and it, it's very funny in the movie. Uh, they show him just like, Karloff doesn't deserve to smell my shit. And like, he's like, you know, that closet cocksucker motherfucker. Yeah. Well, but in reality, Bella Lugosi never cursed. He was a gentleman. And he certainly didn't wouldn't curse in front of women as he does in the movie. 
so like there's a lot of inaccuracy in that movie, but I do love it. It's hilarious and great. Martin Landau, like his performance as Bella is incredible. Uh, but anyway, my point was is that Ed Wood was a drunk and a transvestite and, and a pervert, and he made and wrote a lot of just filth, particularly in the 70s. He came out with book after book of absolute just filthy, filthy pornographic books. And this and but and you're starting your class action suit against Ed Wood uh, for the family of Bella Lugosi right now. And this is how we're getting everyone involved. If you've been affected by this, call us on the Corey hotline, it's which we'll true. talk about later. And then you can get in on this because I think it's, uh, it's true, though. Like Bor- yeah. Bella Lugosi's yeah. family was, was was kind of upset with that movie, uh, as was Dolores Fuller. Uh, where because she was Ed Wood's um, significant other for a long time, and in the movie she's mm. dis- displayed as this woman who's just like very angry with him for making these movies, and she wasn't. She was very, very supportive of his films. Uh, you know, before they eventually separated, she went on to write songs for Elvis Presley. Well, it's a movie; they have to massage the certain material, you know. Yes, but I, I get that, but it's really extremely inaccurate. Uh, as far as a um, biographical, t- a biopic, uh, or biopic, or oh, biopic, <laughs> you know what I say? If it's on, if it's on a television of any kind, I assume that it's true. Absolutely. So that's one hundred percent history. TV uh, don't for lie. Me. No, TV <laughs> do not lie. Um, it did so, us the internet. So of course that's where I stand. Uh-huh. Um, but if I may, uh-huh. Night of the Perverts. Getting back to this, the 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 tagline at the top of this book is. They were a wild bunch of uninhibited, sex-mad college rebels constantly looking for a new offbeat thrill. My, my, my. From the, and I, I will read the, the, from the back. It says, Bizarre Colony. I'm going to show that real quick at the top for some reason. Real big. This guy's kissing a girl on the back. Bizarre Colony, Hamburg, Germany. The artist colony where jaded thrill-seekers went to Paris. Grew too tame. Wait. When jaded thrill seekers went, when Paris grew too tame. Okay, this is all ready. We're off to a bad start <laughs> in the back of this. Okay. Uh, when, right. when even the back of the book has, has errors, you know? Yeah, we're, this is a good one. A select group of hot-blooded young men and women from many countries living in a world without inhibitions. Peter was a young American with lots of money and a taste for the voice. <laughs> the po- he's Jewish also po- voice. Po- voice. <laughs> he's completely <for> <laughs> uh, Louis was a greasy bohemian who would do anything for a kick Eva was a voluptuous German girl who couldn't well, get who couldn't get enough sex and tried a new erotic twist every chance she got Barbara they're coming to get you was a brunette student who was Eva's friend in more ways than one. Each of these wild liber <laughs> wait, each of these wild young libertines, <laughs> libertines. Was, was surrounded by friends who shared their taste for the exotic and the bizarre. Put them all together for one explosive night of sex, booze, sex, drugs, and Sex oh, and even sex. Hamburg has to come apart at the seams. Very nice. Wow, and that's just the back. So, 
I, I do want to say, like, I was good here. Like you, like one of the things you read on there was hot blooded, and yeah. I didn't immediately break into foreigner. Check it. Yeah, you'll see. I would have accept, I would have accepted it. Um, so I'm going to be reading a, a, a passage from Night of the Perverts um, this evening. I can't wait. And I'm going to be reading it as Charles Bronson. Oh God. He began oh. to arouse her in a way that created great excitation, not only in her most intimate parts, but in different areas of her body. Certain zones were stimulated by the slightest touch, causing her to react vividly to his caress. He teased her a bit, too, testing her agony. Monica endured that hasty kisses. Pip, uh, fucking somebody's fucking, hold on. There we go. <laughs> My phone was ringing. I got all thrown off. Uh, certain, okay. Monica endured the hasty kisses peppering her belly, arching to permit the exploring tongue to search the depths of her cleavage. But when the hot mouth ringed her breasts, she screamed. Peter felt the urge to conquer her. <clears throat> His hand sought out the treasures offered, not knowing whether to grasp the strapping buttocks or the awesome breasts. Okay. <laughs> so, so strapping buttocks strapping or buttocks. awesome breasts. Don't, doesn't strapping mean like tall? Or like, like, yeah, like a, what? Like, like a strapping young man, like, you know, yeah, strapping young like, lad. Strapping a, buttocks? I, I don't, so I guess that's supposed to mean taut, but like, like I, tall, tight buttocks. I uh, guess. And awesome and, breasts. And awesome. I, like... lo I love, <laughs> don't bury the lead there, dude. They're awesome. These are some like, awesome breasts, man. Like a, yeah, it sounds like a 12 year old wrote it. They're, they're awesome breasts. Whoa. I totally touched oh. her breasts once. It was this, this girl. She lives in Canada. You wouldn't know her. She lives in Niagara Falls, actually. <laughs> All right. Well. <clears throat> I still visit her sometimes to touch her breasts. You wish. <laughs> okay, here we go, because it's going to get better. Mm. He arranged her, infecting her with the touch of a hand or the oh. press of a mouth. Soon she was seething, the embers of her passion radiating a heat that inflamed her entire being. She sought to ensnare him with the clamp of her thighs. Clamp? Clamp. Okay. <laughs> but I would have accepted clap as well. <laughs> he wanted to give her the clap. <laughs> now, now, take me now. Yes, baby, now. The second they were joined, Monica cried. <laughs> the second they were joined, I, that's awesome. <laughs> she cried. <laughs> Wait, no. Never, she that's never good. <laughs> no. It, well. Monica cried in a bestial way uh -oh. and, and, vi okay, and vibrated her brawny rump rapidly. Brawny rump rapidly. And that spelled like the, like the, like the paper towels, brawny. Like that. Picturing her rump with like that nice seventies mustache. So we've got like a very interesting way that Mr. Greg Thompson describes uh, buttocks here. They're yeah. strapping. They're brawny. Um, They're strapping like a brawny paper towel, babe. Hey, they'll, and they'll soak it up, buddy. <laughs> Their lovemaking increased at a violent pace, 
rocking the worn bed on its foundations. Peter covered her mouth in a fiery tongue-lashing kiss, but Monica's moans escaped the soft barrier of her lover's lips. The horse cries emerging from the very depths of the tortured girl's soul increased Peter's desire. With a delirious mixture of joy and pride in his domination, he seized a swollen breast with both hands, <laughs> squeezing it until Monica screamed again. So he's grabbing one breast with both hands and squeezing with all of his might. Uh, man, these must be so, like well, you said they were awesome. These must have, be so breasts. Have, the, has this person two hands. Ever touched a breast before? Is this like forty-year-old virgin territory where like it's well, that I mean, it's that like inexperienced of a person? But, that, but he said they were awesome, so maybe they're huge. Maybe they're like triple G's, and he's well, just awesome. Like, Auga, auga, squeezing. You're them. right. You're right. Awesome does uh, imply a lot, so they could be super, like superhuman too. They could. Yeah. Maybe they were trying to reach for him, so he was squeezing them before, like in Demons 2, Night of the Demons 2, I mean, where the, the hands come out of the titties. Maybe it was that kind of situation he was fighting yeah. back. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> Goes on from there. <laughs> it's a whole book. <laughs> Guided by an instinct that was at once feminine and passionate, Monica anticipated his movements, aiding his entrance into the moist, palpitating valley. Adjusting the crush of her quivering thighs to incite the amazingly animated man to an electrifying pitch and bring on a simultaneous climax. Oh, that's that's a that's a long ass sentence. That's one sentence, by the way. That was one sentence. Well, it was too steamy to stop. And it's got one, two, three, only three commas. Wow. Well, but too- but I don't think that they gave this the second pass uh, after the after they put it in like mm-hmm. print it we got it fuck it we'll do it live <clears throat> um, charged with the same feverish thrill that summoned up a pleasure that seemed unattainable the lovers limbs tightly entwined pressed their burning bodies together and rolled over the length of the bed releasing a synchronized explosion of groans that left them panting like runners now left you panting like runners. I don't know if that's lazy or genius. I mean, what kind of a runner? I don't like, know. What's, it's, what's happening here? Like, how? And if you're panting, are you a good runner? That's, that's, because that's, you should be more in shape, right? I don't know. I don't think that's a bad simile. Panting like runners. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's awesome. Panting, panting like Labradors would have been good, though. It's awesome, like those breasts, dude. It's. <laughs> it's awesome, like my breasts. My hairy Italian male man breasts. Yep. It's like fucking. It's a, I'm at my fucking 13 year old sleepover, and they saw these tits, and they were awesome. <laughs> they were awesome. Yeah, dude, they were awesome. They were fucking awesome. It's like that yep. titty city video. You ever know titties to be bad? Ha ha. Good point about titties. <laughs> anyway. Oh god. <clears throat> Sometime later. When her breath returned to allow a few words to escape her raw lips, Monica said, Oh, you have hurt your little Monica. (laughs) Oh, my God. She she pouted, informing him that he had taken her with a lust that was sheer savagery. Next time, he promised, I shall be more gentle 
with my little Monica. Now, come on, get your clothes on. Those nuts will be back here any moment with the liquor. So we're going to end there. So basically what happened. They'll be back with the liquor. They sent their friends out to go get some liquor. at the. Oh, we're out of beer. You, oh, we're under the store and get some. And then they just fucked while they were gone uh, yeah, yeah. to pass the time. Well, you know, uh, you got to do something. And that's Night of the Perverts. That's a, um, a section. And I, th- this is a, a gem of gold. It's, uh, it is a gem. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. You might have to and, come back at a different time and read another section at some point. But in the, far in the future. Yeah. yeah. Because you, you know what? You should be the one to read it because you have the most strapping buttocks of the two of us. Well, I mean, that hasn't been proven in a court of law. <laughs> but I got the most awesome breasts! <laughs> that's just, I mean, that, that's worth the price of admission right there. Yeah. Awesome breasts. I don't know strapping buttocks strapping and awesome buttocks. breasts strapping with jingling girdles of coin, coin hanging, dangling from the Awesome breasts. <laughs> yeah, strapping, strapping, and brawny buttocks. I think were was my favorite moments of that. Uh, that was a good read, dude. Very good read. Thank you. Uh, Night of the Perverts, everybody. It's by Greg Thompson, the Great. So if the, you want to find that, Greg Thompson, if you want to find a copy, Pulitzer Prize winning author, Pulitzer Prize. You probably can't, but you can go to Dayton, Ohio, and find this weird store. This guy, you have to sit on his lap and kiss the bathroom guy, but you can get one of these books for yourself. And believe me, there's no shortage of them. I, don't, I, hur- don't hurry. You don't. don't I really. I would go there and like wipe them out of like twenty books, dude. I love those old trashy books. Um, they gladly take your money. I know. Okay, folks. Now it is time for the Corey Hotline. Corey Hotline. Corey. Corey Hotline. Yeah. So yeah, this is Corey uh, Hotline. We've got some calls, friends. Um, we got some. We got some calls, and I'm very happy about that. I'm very excited, and we love to hear your calls. Uh, <clears throat> you know, and so if you are interested in leaving us a call on the Corey Hotline, that number is 832-930-1347. Again, that's, that's eight three. Again, that's 832-930-1347. Zero dollars and zero cents per minute. You can call us. You can ask us things. You can tell us things. Uh, and, uh, yeah, please give us a call. Please do. Please do. And uh, we have quite a few calls. I'm just going through here because uh, getting them all sorted out. Uh, there's some here. Uh, but I'm ready to go with the first call. Ooh. I appreciate everyone calling in, by the way. We really uh, do. Yes, you're, we you're, do. So we're, and as I said, we're caught, kind of caught up in time right now. So, um, you know, we we might not, we're probably not going to do all of these calls in this episode. So if you yeah. did call, we're, we're going to roll some over to the next because we, we do have so many calls. So yes. do not I, fret. No, stay tuned because we will get to your call. <clears throat> Got it. Okay, so here we go. First call. Yeah. Hey, Chris and John Wayne. This is Phil once again. I just listened to an episode where you were kind of bummed out that a lot of people weren't calling in. I've called in before. Um, I don't know. Not going to make it a habit. I just wanted to say this. Um, Chris, please give John Wayne a little slack. I know he brings up Nick P a lot, and you try to time it 
you're like, oh, only eight minutes into the episode. But Chris, we lived in the same shithole Florida. We went to the same shithole high school. I think we went to the same shithole fucking junior high school. Regardless, you bring up Florida just as much as John Wayne brings up Dick P. And these stories about that are, he was just my car. We had a sandwich together. We high-fived. Your stories, Chris, are triggering for me. <laughs> Not what the fuck seriously, is this? Seriously, <laughs> bring it for her a lot. And I've tried to forget it. Why do you think yeah. I moved far away? Why did you move far away? That's true. Just keep that in mind. Okay. And you make fun of John Wayne for bringing up Nick P. You bring up Florida a lot. I'm 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 Love sorry. You. Love the show. Who is Love that? Love you too, Phil. That's Phil. Yeah, hey, it's Phil. Phil Bailey. Phil Bailey. Yeah. Outside, dude. No, no, you know what? He he's right. Uh, in, in in more ways when more ways than one, and I am trying to cut John Wayne some more slap. I, uh, slack. We were talking before the show. I get kind of cranky sometimes, and I do apologize. I don't uh, deserve slack. But but. But but Phil, you're right. Uh, like with the triggering thing, uh, yeah, I do talk about Florida sometimes, and and for me, it's a way of kind of like working through uh, the pain of it. Uh, yeah, Phil, you're definitely like he was the same junior high, same high school, everything, and uh, yeah, it was it was a really bad place to grow up and really a, a hard time that we went through. And I don't know, for me, it's kind of therapeutic to talk about it. But I totally get where you're coming from, man, where it's just like you don't even want to think about it anymore. It's like we got the fuck out of there. Thank God. Um, it, was, it was bad. It was bad. So I, I am sorry uh, for bringing it up. And I am sorry to John Wayne for making fun of him for bringing up his boyfriend every you know, two or three minutes. Oh, come on, dude. You're my boyfriend. He's my husband. Um, so. Oh, I'm the one on the side. I see how it is. Yeah. I mean, he's my stable, you know. My rock. Oh, he's, <laughs> oh, he's stable, but I'm not, which is true. Oh, I'm the one that's I'm the, the the hot bitch that's totally crazy. That's what yeah. I'm we're doing. we're we're totally hot wifing you, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, this whole time we've been cuck fine. we've been cuck hot wifing you. Yeah, that's and, fine. Uh, that's fine. Nick P is is like the the steady stable one, but mm-hmm. I'm the hot piece of ass that's totally out of her mind. Uh, I I can live with that. Nick was like. Nick snores famously, and like this ep- this episode, this trip, there was one day where I woke up t- to go to the gym because I went to the gym every fucking day that because there was a fitness center at our little motel, uh, and uh, he his eyes were open and he was snoring and just like looking straight up at that. And I was like, "Hey, dude, what are you doing?" And he like just kept snoring, and I was like, "Hello, hello," like waving my hand in front of him, uh, and he just, just kept snoring. And I was like, God, I'm getting out of here. And I told him, and he just, he just giggled and said I was full of shit. And I was like, you're right. Anyway, let's go to our next call here. Next caller. Mr. John Wayne Communale. This is George Silverman calling to check up on you, sweetie. Hmm. You know, you remember George, right? Long, long time listener, long time caller. I I heard that down there where you're living in, in the, the, Highly uh, overrated state of Texas. Okay. <laughs> Ted Cruz and his grandpa months to look an ass. Do nobody <laughs> trust um, I, I heard that it, it's snowing and, and it's just absolutely horrible. There's no electricity. There's no there's no gas um, other than, than the 
the kind that comes from behind you there. Sorry for the lowbrow humor, but you know I had to make it, sweetheart. I love it. Um, Low hanging fruit. I heard that, that there's no there's no water, there's no there's no nothing, and it's just, and I'm worried about you, sweetheart. There's there's more snow on the news in Texas than Donald Trump Jr.'s upper lip, and I'm just I'm just worried about you. So, you know, just make sure you let me know how you're doing because I I don't know what I would do without listening to your show every Aww. week. Christopher Triana, you can fuck square off because I know this happens to you every afternoon. But John Wayne, I'm worried about you, honey. So call right. me, love you. Bye. <laughs> call me, love you. <laughs> George, thank for thank you for checking on me. Uh, Chris and I were talking about it before the show, and it was, it did get pretty bad because like the last thing we recorded, it was like on the brink or like when this was first happening here, yeah. and yeah. um. I kind of made a, a a joke about like Ted Cruz, you know, Ted Cruz left. Fuck, first of all, fuck Ted Cruz, dude. Fuck him right in his why, fucking Why can't fucking you know ass. a fucking plane just fall on his head or something? But he left uh, and it was all over the news to like go to Cancun's yeah. family uh, because he didn't we didn't have power or water or anything. And like, and, you know, of course, everyone busts him on Twitter. Hardcore calls him out. And he's like, comes back the next day. He's like, oh, no, I was just escorting them to Mexico. My family. Like, yeah, like you got to yeah. fucking do that. Even, even though so, his wife was with the kids. It's like, what do you mean? You're going to fly back and forth because like, even though his wife was, was with the child, like, nah, like, it was stupid. Oh, it your was wife just, can't that, handle it. That no, was he was a bullshit a totally PR. Fucking, yeah, no, it was, he was totally dumb. full of shit. No, like if, but, if no one had called him out on it he'd still be in cancun oh that yeah fucking cocksucker he really is the zodiac killer and uh but but what's funny that's about that insult is insult to the zodiac killer oh that's true oh, uh oh. nick so so i was i was actually at our at here at wayne manor was lucky enough fortunate enough to keep power the entire time that that whole thing happened and my uh the my water you know we lost water pressure and, and shit for like two days but uh katie my wife one uh she was like on point like you know she'd like fill up these pots and just let them fill up and then she was boiling water and saving it like in bags she's all good like that with that kind of shit because we were under a boil notice and all that shit all of that happened but uh nick and i like jettisoned ourselves from houston um and got away from like the worst when the you know the worst of it was happening but I do feel bad for Nick because he his his house like seriously dude they didn't have power for days uh, and it was freezing bad. cold yeah, like yeah, so rough. he was excited to just get to take a shower after three days of not having water at his house yeah, yeah. in North Carolina um, so that's where we had to do so we got out of out of part of it but I had a lot of friends who it, it sucked and uh, so many people's pipes broke that it was insane um, and I'm just glad that here at Wayne Manor. Uh, none of that shit happened. We were good. And George, thank well, you for checking up on me. You were fine because you're a witch. You're you're a warlock. Yeah, I already, oh, like, I cast you know. all these spells on. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, the whole the whole ground is consecrated here. Yeah. Uh, I have my own pet cemetery with an S. And yes. uh, and he uh, says pets, but what it really means is young innocent children. Yeah. Oh, they're never... <laughs> I mean, what's the best kind of pet, right? The dead shot. Uh, anyway, <laughs> George, thanks. thanks for checking up on me. Thanks, George. Uh, it was it was shitty, and and I know it was maybe laughable to the rest of like the the northern states that get that all the time, but it really did suck. No, it's uh, not. It like not I, cool. anyone up anyone up here in the north who laughs at that 
has no concept of how fucked it is in the South when you get even a little bit of snow because they're just not prepared. We've talked about this on the show before. Yeah. So no, I don't I, like, I don't know anyone up here who was laughing at that. Cause like that was a fucking disaster. So we love you, Georgie. Yeah. Keep it tight. You know what I mean? Next call. It was a dark and stormy night. Oh boy. So dark, in fact, that my mother couldn't even see who my um, eventual father was on top of her doing the dirty, which only leads me to believe that he was of the African-American persuasion. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Which would explain my abnormally large cock. That's all a rumor, by the way. Don't believe any of that. I, uh, I don't know what else you would want to know as far as an origin story goes, other than how I, I got... You want to know that. So, there you go. Love you both. Asking you shall receive. This is George Silverman, by the way. Goodbye. Did we ask for that? What I don't know. Did we ask, like, who he was at some point? Like, who is this guy? shall receive... Oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe we were like, who the hell is this? I don't know. Uh, but, so. well... Oh, okay, okay. Let's see about that. Let's go to the next one. Your 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 mom likes BBC, but okay, whatever. Let's go to the next one. That's a a Pornhub search term. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey Sheila, it's Sandra, your sister. Um, uh, just wondering if you you seen Earl lately? He said he was going to your house. I don't know something about fixing. Your plumbing. Uh, he said something about snaking your pipes. I guess you've got a clog. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just, you know, let me know if you know where he is. Damn it, Earl. Anyway, uh, mom told me we're getting new pasties at work, so that's exciting. See you later. Bye. Another call for Sheila, uh, which is it's always nice. And I, I just I got to think that this is like, you know, Sheila's given out. This is her fake number. You know, this is what Sheila gives out to all the guys who are like, hey, can I get your number? And she's like, and, sure. and, and apparently the fellow strippers she gives out to, to as well. It is good that, like she said, her she and mom. So the family that strips together is uh, is is good. That's what I say. Yes. yes. Yeah. You've heard that. That's an old, old thing. Uh, yes, sure. It's an oldie. Um, let's do. How about we do one one more? Uh, sure. For today. <laughs> Let's and uh, let's see. This is the last one. Uh, thanks for all the calls, everyone. And please keep yes. calling in. 832-930-1347 is the Corey hotline. Call us on the Corey hotline. This is the last call for the night. Let's see. Oh, Chris and John Wayne. It's Nave and uh, also Christy Whiskey. Here. Hi. It's Christy Whiskey. Hey. Hey, Christy. So uh, last time I'm buttered because you didn't remember who Nave was Motherfucker, I played like he may not have been able to hear you, fool. It's fun. I'm not serious, but I played a hundred gigs with you. You know who I am. I'm the long-haired ginger with the goofy beard. Anyway, y'all were talking about uh last week's thing. We're watching it again. Y'all were talking about old-school fucking '90s bands. Y'all remember uh, a band called Carnivore? I think it was a uh, Pete Steele's band before uh, uh, Typo and shit. Carnivore fucking rules. Oh, like and a Peter. Either okay. of y'all. 
Well, John May. Uh, remember John early May. '90s fucking uh, Houston music scene? You remember Dinosaur Salad? Dinosaur Salad fucking rules. We're talking dude. about. Uh, I love Dinosaur nobody Salad. Nobody releases albums anymore. It's because nobody puts out albums. They put out singles and then filler. Anyway, uh, John, love you, dude. Wayne, John, uh, Wayne. Chris, I don't know you, but uh, fucking, you seem pretty fucking awesome, and you also kind of remind me like, like reminds you of a cross between like Seth Rogen and Eric Carlson. Like those awesome breasts, dude. Anyway, you got a chance. John Wayne, not John. Thank no, you, Christy. John, no, it's yeah. John Wayne. It's John. Sharp's rule. Wow. Not even in that band. Um, <laughs> Christy, thank you at the end for for chasing that. Nave, I know who you are. Yeah, he, he, uh, gets, last... he gets he gets sensitive about that. You gotta call him John Wayne. He gets that sensitive. last that last time he called. Uh, I just couldn't we I couldn't make out exactly what you were saying, but I figured it out after the fact. I was like, oh, okay. Um. And uh, I do remember Dinosaur Salad because they were one of my favorite bands because Taste of Garlic was one of my favorite bands in Houston. And they were like this stoner rap rock type of band. And uh, it was amazing. Like they I have their record. It's called My Dixie Wrecked, D-I-X-I-E, Wrecked, W-R-E-C-K. They had had such uh, hits as Come and Get Some. Um, where it was like, come and get some, come and get some. I pull out my dick, you lick, and then I come and get some, come and get some. I knew the words to every single one of their songs, and uh, they were an awesome local band. God, I love them so much, and Dinosaur Salad would play with them a lot. And they and Dinosaur Salad had this, like, um, they, they they did this parody of the of this sticker that was for the Christian channel, the Christian radio station in Houston. It was KSBJ. And they they put up all these billboards like all over that said God listens to KSBJ, you know. And so they had like God listens to Dinosaur Salad uh, as their stickers, and they were just like that. And I thought that was awesome. Uh, but I liked them a lot. And Taste of Garlic was one of my favorite fucking bands. They rule still to this day. Buffalo Bill, Your Money, all the the, the whole album hits. So anyway, Nave, yes. If you call me John one more time, I might have to come through the phone. I'd like to just just jump in, and I don't remember any of these bands. And you describing that, that these are common, local, that, local Houston bands. Yeah, well, like he mentioned uh, Carnivore. I, I don't, I don't remember. Uh, I don't know this band either. Um, but you describing the whole like "come in your pants" song or whatever it was, like, like that sounds absolutely awful. Like when you say stoner rap rock. Like I, I kind of throw up a little bit my throat. Um, no, you're just, right. It, it, it is absolutely awesome, dude. Like you said, and no, they no, would no. Do I said the, awful. I said awful. Like any rap rock to me is just pain. Like pain. Dude, it was, it was awesome because they would bring out this big bong uh, at the shows that was like this big stage prop bong that they made, and they would like mm-hmm. blow smoke through it into the crowd. You know, oh. uh, it was awesome. That see that 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 I would have thought was awesome when I was like fourteen. But, yeah, I was like 15 but, or 16. Yeah, that's this what I'm saying. Like, like, the, like the prop stuff isn't as isn't as cool when you're like you grow up a little bit. It's like Guar, where it's like, oh, that's really crazy and fun. But it's like, oh man, wow, their music is not good. You know, it's like it's just like I really liked Guar when I was like 14. But then, like well, by the time I was 16, I was like, oh god, yeah. Well, Guar is a whole presentation. It's it's not just you can't like really try to it's pull a show it's just, art. yeah it's a no, whole thing but what i'm saying is it's a show whereas like the music isn't exactly good it's not oh, something it's I not really it's not on dis- it's not 
on Front Street. The music isn't the most important part of the show, but it is the it is what uh, the the characters are based on. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I like those kind of things. I like those kind of deep, weird, like we may and and I like you know <clears throat> while while we were on the road. Uh, I I got to do a bunch of podcasts like with people that I hadn't seen in a while for my my Patreon podcast, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And uh, Nick and I were showing some some old videos uh, that we had made back in the day on YouTube. And for my band Letters to Voltron, we had done a Kickstarter at one point for the last album that we put out and we made no money on it. And the video you showed that, me this video yeah. yeah yeah you saw it yeah and like i showed it to this guy and we were like laughing our asses off he was, and i was like oh man i guess we didn't take this very seriously he's like yeah i probably wouldn't give you guys any money either and I was no like, it's a, it's a terrible it's video like, it's like the perfect <laughs> no the video is cool the video is awesome quality no but you're really pitching it poorly yeah what do you mean oh, no, oh like, our, but, our thing. yeah no. like you're like you're like you the way you pitch it you're like i'm not giving these fuckers any money <laughs> yeah it's 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 like but that was the whole thing of letters to voltron we were always like ah fuck it you know just like we're gonna do like the absolute opposite of what you think we're supposed to do um that was our whole thing and that was what that video encapsulated but at the end if you listen, like when it like stops, like as it fades out, you can hear Nick in the background saying like, God damn it, guys, this is the part where you're supposed to be serious. You're asking people for money and we're just laughing <laughs> as it fades up. <laughs> it's awesome. And that's why you got no money. Now we still put the record out though. So there you go. Very it's good. on Spotify. Very good. Very good. Uh, that was awesome. Christy whiskey. Always great to hear from you. I love you, darling. Thank you so much. And thank you for uh, making sure that my name got in there. Right. And uh, and thank you all for calling the Corey Hotline this week. Please we appreciate call it. We love keep, you. Keep calling it 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. Call us. Ask us questions. Call don't me. just don't just sing or or tell jokes. Just give us a question. That make that's what makes it more engaging. Give us yeah, a question. We have a. I think for the next batch, we're gonna have some questions because because these are coming from like two different episodes. So the the, the second half of this is, is some of these are coming from when we did the on writing episode. So people do ask us questions about writing Wonderful. and some Wonderful. of the next ones coming up. So. Wonderful. All right. Stay tuned for that on our death metal show next week. Yeah, death metal writing. All right. So. Should we get that gets us to our topic, doesn't it? I think it does. All right, motherfuckers. It's time for this week's topic, which is one, two, three, four. Remakes. 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 Who needs a remake? Remakes. Remakes. Yep. Remakes. I just made that up. I remade the remake theme. We'll, we'll jot that down because you know I've that's jot- the next it's, song for it's John. Done, Day, been dude. jotted, dude. Done, been jotted. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Remakes, and this is remakes. Primarily, we're talking about movies, but, but there's yeah. uh, other other a bunch of things we, we want to recognize. Artistic properties are, are have been remade. Most famously, Night of the Perverts, uh, which which was re-released by um, what, what was that called? Slut Cemetery Books. Uh, and <laughs> Slut re- Cemetery. Redone right. by uh, that, John okay. Skeff Inspector. And, and <laughs> Slut Cemetery is not a real publisher, but we're going to make it one, dude. That, uh, my friends, shouts out to Vicious Jane. Uh, myself and Vicious Jane already came up with Slut Cemetery, and, oh, uh, and that is a magnet business. But... Right. 
I will maybe we can roll it into our publishing company, but I don't also want to I don't want to work for a publishing company. I just I'll be like a, a figurehead. I don't want to do any work. I know you don't. I, I've seen you shovel snow. Yeah, uh, I know. I, I fucking shoveled it, though, dude. I put sandbags in your truck. I gave you all those sponge baths, which I didn't understand why you, I, I had to do that. that but I, yeah, I you were like, I can't fucking my arm. I got us. You can't. And then you're like, oh, got to fucking give me all these HJs and shit. I know it was New Year's Eve, but come on, dude. How? Well, come you know, on. I need some help when he has rotator cuff surgery. I know, you know? and I was there and for that's you. What, that's what you were. That's what friends are for. Uh, yeah, you wiped my ass for me. It was a beautiful time. <clears throat> um, have, you ever, have you ever seen Shadow of the Vampire? Yes. Um, you know how like Willem Dafoe has those like those nails because the Nosferatu nails, and he's like. <laughs> I was watching that recently. Actually, uh, we watched it while I was on the road, and the whole time I was like, man. He probably had to have someone wipe his ass like after he got in makeup if he had to take a shit because there's no way they could do like I don't even know how you would hold your dick with those. I mean, actually, I would I would want to try to hold my dick with those things as like a challenge, like a but chopstick, I think, dude, I chopstick think could, style challenge. Yeah, I think that's what I was gonna say. Like a challenge, like I think you could use like the two two nails to kind of pinch it. Yeah, uh, like 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 tweezer style, which I'm sure you're yeah. used to. And just like yeah, go oh, absolutely, there. absolutely. <laughs> that, but that that would be like a fun, like a fun challenge thing. Like, oh hey, everyone, come on in. Let me let me see if I can do it with a you know the vampire female on my dick. dick challenge. Yeah. but but shitting, uh, he definitely somebody had to wipe his ass if he did. I would hold it. Well, probably. I mean, if you're a vampire, or, unless he hated his assistant. If you're a vampire, though, like I think you'd probably just shit liquid. You know, like I think we mentioned this before, like when we did our vampire werewolf thing, where it's like if if all you eat is blood, like. You're gonna, you're just gonna shit like steaming hot diarrhea. Yeah, but Willem Dafoe isn't really a vampire. It, it's in the movie, like I mean, like once fan. that's yeah. true. But once you get in that makeup, like, and they're like, "Cut, well, let's take five, and you got to take a shit." Someone's got to come in there and lick that that hole, dude. Clean. I don't think you have to lick it, but maybe you have to wipe it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, anyway. uh, so anyway. Uh, we're going to talk about remakes today. We're going mostly about film remakes uh, and the good and the bad. Uh, and yes, most of us, myself included, you know, as horror fans, when you hear remake, you just want to fucking throw up because the majority of them are steaming hot piles of garbage. Yeah. But the reason I, I, I wanted, like, it was my idea to do this, this topic. The reason I wanted to do it is because there are remakes that are good and some which I think really add to the the series or the chronology or or, or even improve upon the original. Uh, and, so these do exist, but they are a diamond in the rough. Exactly. And I was going to say there's there's probably a, a several movies that uh, a lot of people think are the original movie, but they are actually yes. a remake of the original movie. Um, and I figured we'd talk about some of those I have, Very you know, true. I have noted down. So, so that, and that's something to consider as well when, because, like, because the first thing right now, like, you know, in our whatever present culture, if you drop the word remake, it's always met with the, like, no matter what, like, it's like yeah. a remake of this. You're like, oh, because there's been so many and there's so many bad right. ones. But, but, but the crazy thing is that they keep fucking making them. Making it's like, them, dude. It's like no one wants these, you know, like, like, well, I mean, I guess someone wants them enough that they keep making them. I guess, you know, maybe younger people or just like general audiences go. 
Uh, and the thing about the thing about remakes is that these studios assume that there's already a built-in audience. There's already people who love Ghostbusters and Gremlins and Pet Cemetery so much that they were just like, well, this is a this is a guaranteed seat filler. And they don't even care about making the movie good or not. They're just like, we know we're gonna get those ticket sales because of the name value. Mm -hmm. Uh but it's crazy to me that they continue to make so many of these, particularly in the horror genre, more than any other genre. Uh, yeah. And so many of them are horrible, like The Fog and Poltergeist <laughs> and on and on and on. They're just unforgivably bad movies. Do, do you um, think that that's because that's a budget thing? Because famously, like, you know, horror um, movies in the past, you know, were made on string, you know, smaller budgets. Do you think that the remake no, thing is based on I don't. Account? I don't. Because most of these, uh, if not all of them, are are big studio productions. Uh, and it's just that it's just lazily done. It's lazy writing. And then sometimes they completely miss the point of the original or they mm. tone it down too much from the original. Uh, right. And and I'm totally prepared to give some examples of this because uh, I like it's very easy to just say, oh, you know, remakes suck. But I have a couple that I've written down that like where I have specific reasons right. uh, why they suck, you know. Right. Right. And that's a good point to bring up, because uh, a lot of times the knee jerk reaction to uh, a remake comes uh, with from a nostalgia thing in our minds sure, where, sure. Where, where it's just like oh come on you're doing that oh it's gonna suck right. fuck you can't but, yeah, but, you, but it, yeah, we're tied so. like to this very intangible thing in our heads to that movie maybe and right. you know to us it's like sacrilege but it could even still be really cool but we've already decided yeah, yeah. because of that tie we have to and, and i mean i'm get, i'm definitely guilty of that myself where uh there's certain times where they'll announce a remake and i'm like that's the last thing I would ever want to see because the original is so fucking good. Like mm. they haven't done it yet, but they've been talking for years about a remake of Big Trouble in Little China. And as you know, that's my favorite mm. movie of all time. I'm wearing a fucking shirt of it right now. You're um, wearing it right now. You have the yeah, tattoo yeah. on your ass. I don't. I should, but I, I don't. Um, oh. But that's my favorite movie ever made. You should I get that mole checked out then. Sorry. Yes, I should. It does look like HN. It's kind of weird. Uh, I call it my six demon bag, but it is it is just a mole. Um, no, uh, you have a like, green eye instead of a brown <laughs> eye. I'm sorry, that's it. No. Yes. <laughs> but but no, um, like I love that movie so much. I think it's the perfect film, and i i couldn't I couldn't imagine watching anyone else play the role of Jack Burton. That's one of the things about remakes. Is like there are certain actors that are those roles. You know, like you couldn't make remake Rocky, you couldn't remake the Terminator, you couldn't remake like these movies where that actor is that character. You know, like Rambo is Stallone, you know, Schwarzenegger is Terminator. Like you, you can't remake them and recast them because only one person can play that role. And that's how I feel about Jack Burton and Big Show Little China. It's like fucking Kurt Russell is that role. You can't right. replace him. You can't replace Lopan. With James Hong, you you can't fucking do it, dude. You can't do it. Um, well, it it comes down to an iconic thing. The the, right. the like you said, the stars th themselves become you know forever right. tied to this role because it's become iconic. Right. And right. and and that's how like for me, like you're talking about Big Trouble in Little China. Like uh, the one thing that I I think that for me would be the hardest to swallow as a remake would be the Big Lebowski. 
if they just oh, totally God. recast. I mean, this is tattooed oh. on my arm, dude. God I have Jeff Bridges and dude, don't fucking, even joke about that. No, I'm, I'm just saying that's like, fucking that, horrible. <laughs> I'm just saying that yeah, that's yeah, the one yeah. for me that I'm I like, if, if they, that would be the last thing. Like if they if they're like a yeah. remake, like everybody is got like John Turturro's gone. Like what, what the fuck? Like yeah, everything yeah. is different. And no John Goodman. Like no, what? No, what is this? That's because hard. those roles, like those are, that's some big swing and dicks, and they they yeah. fucking fit those roles with like ha- hard, heavy. Yeah. So, but 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 then I'm like, well, is that just me because I'm so impassionate about this film because it means so much no, to me? Dude, that, that's, or that's all of those you know, people? No, I no, you're no, it's not. I, I I'm I'm with you, man. Like like that movie is just as much about the people in it and the performances as it is anything else. Uh, as great as the story is and, and, and the way it's directed, the people in the roles make it what it is. Um, you could never remake that movie. And, and that's the thing with these cult classics that are true cult classics. Right. Like, okay, like you want to remake Poltergeist or, um, you know, uh, uh, Amityville horror or something. Like, you shouldn't anyway because those movies are already great. But it's not the people in the movie that make those movies great. They're good performers and everything like that. But like the dude is the big Lebowski. He is like Jeff Bridges is that character. No one else could ever play that character. And it's, I think it's also a lot has to do with the, um, the ensemble aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, just like coming from theater and doing certain plays, like you remove one person and and plug them in for a role. Sure. You could throw off the entire, the entire thing because there's an ensemble aspect that comes with a lot of these, Yes. These th- these these movies, these films and stuff like that, where, you know, I don't know if they, you can recreate that a lot of times. No. You, you couldn't or, recreate or the all, magic. You, know? you couldn't recreate the magic of The Big Lebowski. You could never remake that movie. Uh, it would be a fucking sacrilege if you did. Um, but I really wanted to focus on horror remakes because those are the those are the that's the genre that really gets remade the most. Um, and. Uh, Real, like I, I think we'll start with some of the the shitty ones just to kind of get through a little bit of that because I I do want to wrap around and go to some of the good ones. I don't want to just rag on remakes constantly, uh, but all of like the big slashers have uh, have been remade, and they're mm-hmm. all terrible. They're terrible. The the you know uh, the the Texas Chainsaw remake. The Halloween. I'm not gonna go on a whole Rob Zombie rant, but the Halloween the Bill Halloween Bill remakes. Bill the Halloween remakes are, are absolutely horrible. Uh, but the I, new remake is is worse than those. But that's not a remake. That's a long delayed sequel. It's a different oh, thing. Damn it. Okay, but still. Well, it is. It's but no, it is. Okay. It's a sequel. I, yeah. Uh, no, but it, it's bad. But it's the, not, and the Friday the Thirteenth one is awful. Uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm getting to that. I was just saying, like the, the as bad as that new Halloween was, it's not nearly as bad as the remakes that uh, Zombie did. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake, unwatchable. And yeah, the Friday the 13th remake is is really bad, but this is where I was getting back to like getting into why these movies are bad. Like what the big flaw is. With Friday the 13th, it's serviceable, but what really sucks about it is I hate when a remake strays from what made the original so good. Exactly. You know? they, and, the source and, material. Yeah, and Friday the 13th doing? In Friday 13th, Jason takes a hostage. What yeah. the fuck is that? 
And Jason. he grows and he grows a weed farm and shit. Like, come on, just make it a different movie. Just call it fucking Hillbilly Weed, weed Farm Man. Weed like, man. something. Like, dude, like seriously, that's a different Night movie. Of the Weed Man. It's a, seriously, it's a yeah, different movie. Yeah. That it, you could have yeah. called it Night of the Weed Man. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and put those fucking you know, uh, big titty teenage quote stars in it, and it would have yeah. done just as well. But, but, uh, because it sucks. But like to for Jason Voorhees to take a hostage and chain her up to a radiator, you wouldn't even know what that is. It's 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 unbelievable. It's it's just like it's so against character that it's painful. And that was my big complaint, amongst other things, with the uh, Rob Zombie Halloween films, is that they like he completely changed the character and took him from this mysterious force of nature to this kid who grew up in a abusive redneck household and of course grew up torturing animals and like became just a basic serial killer uh and like all of the mystery all the mystique of why he is what he is is completely taken away by that so i, I really de- i really despise that when they they take something that is tried and true and proven to be great and they change it completely and take all of the all of the things that make it great away from it and that's kind of almost yeah they strip all the things away from it but that's why they make remakes they know that the idea is there but they don't have to follow the formula because that property will sell Right. butts and seats a lot of times right right exactly you, you know? uh, and that's and that's the problem with it is that <laughs> You know, then you get these uh, these hotshot directors who think they're also writers, and they're not. And this is a big problem in Hollywood with films: is that you see it more and more now, written and directed by so and so. And just because you're able to get behind a camera and you went to film school doesn't mean you're a good writer. And you and I see that way too much, where these these directors have this pretension to where they think they're all David Lynch, they think they're all John Carpenter, and that they can write and direct everything. And it's almost always not true. It's like hire writers, hire people who have good ideas and can write good stories. Because just because you're a director doesn't mean you can do that as well. No, and it doesn't even mean you can frame like a shot up necessarily. You know, how many directors sure. owe their fucking career to, 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 the to, DO, to DOPs? Yeah, yeah I mean, no, absolutely, like, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But I was talking specifically about the stories and like how they how they go. Um, but no, you're absolutely right in that too. But there's this pretension where these these directors all think that they're geniuses who can write a script, and they're almost always wrong. Uh, so, but uh, but yeah, and like and like the the a lot of the the problem with um, these remakes is that we're so inundated with them. Uh, like like a couple of years back, maybe 2018, 2019. There was a remake of Pet Cemetery, which right. was not good. Um, I didn't watch it. I I, I can't watch I, I, I animals getting died and stuff. Well, you don't really see animals get killed in it or anything. I don't um, even like the idea of it. Well, it's it's a cat comes back to life, but you don't see you don't see the animals die in in the original or anything. But I I didn't watch it because I just don't care about a remake of Pet Cemetery. But the reason I bring it up is. This was only maybe three or four years ago that they did this remake. They're already making another remake of it. What? 
Yeah. They're making another remake another of it? One. Another one after like only three years. Like it's it's insane. Like is it like a different just, take on it or it's just like the just, same? I don't I don't know what they're gonna do, but it's is it the Snyder cut or or what? Yeah. Like <laughs> no, I don't know what they're gonna do with it, but it's gonna be a remake. It's not a sequel, it's not like a sequel to the remake, they're just remaking it again. Uh and like and, they already reimagined some of the things in the remake where it's like the uh, the 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 kid who gets killed is was male and it becomes a female in this one. It's like, what's the fucking difference? Who cares? And um, Stephen King is laughing all the way to the bank. All the way to the bank, baby. All the way to the bank. Speaking of Stephen King, that's another remake that I had a, a real beef with that I never watched. Um, but they re- they remade Carrie. Uh, oh, I didn't watch that remake either. Not too long ago, they remade Carrie with uh, Chloe Grace Martinez and uh, Julianne Moore. Um, but but the first one is a Brian De Palma film. I mean, what are you what are you talk, what are you gonna do? I mean, come on. Right, right, sure, absolutely. <clears throat> but but that's not my big problem. My big problem with the Carrie remake is Chloe Grace Martinez plays Carrie, and Chloe is very conventionally beautiful. She's really a hot chick. Now Carrie was this awkward girl. She was she was awkward. She was a nerd. She was bullied. Uh, and Sissy Spacek was like really worked in that role because she wasn't conventionally beautiful. She was a very much a plain Jane, a Sally plain and tall. Uh, whereas like they get Chloe Grace Martinez to play her. And it's just like, I have a very hard time believing that Chloe Grace Martinez is ostracized when she's that good looking. You know, it's like you need to have a more plain Jane Carrie. You can't make her this hot chick. It doesn't work. You know? And there, therein lies lies part of the problem. Like, there's no risk. They're already not taking a risk in in remaking something, but they're taking even less of a risk by like, well, we got to put this hot right. person in the lead because that's part of what's you know gonna so to right. make it but, do but something. It, you know what I mean? But so, it, but it goes totally against the character. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's awful. It's like, it's it doesn't. Like it's like if they recast Rambo and they got this guy who's like a totally scrawny little nerd you know it's just like it's a total antithesis of what we were dealing with to begin with it's very hard for me to believe that carrie was ostracized and bullied when she's played by a hot girl it'd be like having kelly bundy player or something you know it's just like yeah. it's ridiculous you know? yeah kelly bundy can't play anybody that's not hot yeah exactly exactly so yeah uh, yeah chloe grace i'm with you i'm with you but for so yeah it, you it, can't... it's that lack of risk you know everything's about the bottom line and that's what really all of this comes down to. Right. There's no risk anymore. Like, yeah. it, you know, we got to make money. It's all about making money. Yeah, it is. And, that, and that's the big problem is, is, you know, like like I was saying, they don't care if the movie's good or not. They don't care. It's obvious that they don't because 95% of these remakes are absolutely terrible movies. They're hated by fans. They're hated by people who see it for the first time. They're hated by critics. But they know, like the studios know they're going to make that bank just from the name alone because people are going to be like, oh, man, I love Gremlins. I love Poltergeist. I, I got to see or, it. You know? Yeah. Or they already own that property. And that's one less bill they have to pay to put something out. Well, I mean, they definitely a- own as well. Yeah. They yeah. But own it if they're making it. But but yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But but yeah, it's just like there's there's no there's less and less risk. It's like the music industry as well. Right. No one's you know in the seventies you get signed to like a six late you know album development deal where they knew you were gonna suck in the beginning, but you were gonna you know you had the potential to make this this great you know collection of art. And yeah. now you know now it's like you know it's to the point where it's like song by song. 
you know, fuck that album even thing. Like, fuck even getting signed for one album. You're getting signed right. for like right. two songs and let's see how that does on iTunes. You know what I mean? That's like where, where we're at. That, that's how low risk yeah. the in industry or street, as they say in the industry, um, <clears throat> that's how that's how low risk it is. And it's yeah. very sad. Um, it is. It is. And, there, and there's different um, there's different kinds of flaws in a lot of these remakes, too. Uh, and some of it comes with Americanizing uh, the, the movies. Uh, and, I, and I'll give you a great example with this is with The Vanishing, uh, which is a, a great film, a great uh, foreign film uh, with, with this really like for those who haven't seen it, it's, it's a really shocking twist ending. Uh, and they remade the movie in the '90s. It was the same director who remade it, and it's not a bad movie. It's you know, it's got uh, Jeff Bridges and Sandra Bullock and and uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, and it's a good movie. It's suspenseful. It's very well done. But they completely changed the ending. Uh, they soften it and make it more of a happy ending for American audiences because they're like, oh, Americans, they're not sophisticated enough to you know, like appreciate this and it'll tank the movie if it has a negative ending uh which is sadly true with american audiences but it makes it 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 makes the movie null and void because it doesn't have the awesome ending that the book had uh which is a book called the golden egg uh and it doesn't have the awesome ending that the original film had yeah, you so know, the impact, so, the impact is all taken away. Yeah, they, they pussify it for American audiences. They did the same thing with two of my favorite French horror films, uh, which are Inside and Martyrs. Two of my favorite horror films, period. But they're they're both uh French horror films that are extreme, dude. They're really extreme and really fucked up. And they made remade both of them for American audiences and toned it way down. And they're fucking unwatchable garbage. They're terrible. Mm. They weren't just well received by like people like me who are fans of the originals. They were just well received in general. People are like, "This is junk. This is garbage." And and it is. Uh, and it and it's a sad thing. It's like, why can't we have the same balls that uh, that European films have? in making intense horror films. Why do we always have to puss out and have happy endings and take away the really extreme shit? You know, it's, it's just, it's, it's a problem. Because of the money. It's I'm a doing problem. The money sign in, in the camera, like where you rub yes. your fingers together, like money. Yes. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's all about my, that that's comes down. That's what it comes down to. It uh, does. That's, it does but, that's why the risk isn't there because what, why I, t- they can't take a risk on this property unless it's like, yeah. oh, fucking what's his name puts out Tenet, which is like this crazy ass movie, which is great. But you can't get that made unless you're uh, him, okay, you know, right. because yeah. you're because he his name. What's uh, Christopher Nolan? I'm sorry. He'll sell the movie. His name will sell the movie. So right. the, that's the, these things are all predicated on such right. weird fucking shit. That's how it is across the boards. I understand. We're all I playing know, the game. I know. But it, it's aggravating that American cinema uh, uh, corners themselves with this kind of nonsense. Uh, you know, if if they had made Inside or Martyrs into an American film and stuck to it, it could have been some of the most effective, intense horror films that America has put out in a long time. Uh, but the, the reality is, is that the French and South Koreans uh, have been smoking uh america as far as quality horror films for at least the past 10 years uh really outdoing us and it's it's sad it's sad you know why that is because because they're because they're because in las vegas 
they're doing test screenings of these things, right? And they're grabbing any corn-fed white asshole that's in Las Vegas right. walking through a thing saying, hey, do you want $20 or do you want four free drink tickets? Well, just come see this movie and tell us what you think or be a focus group for this te- this television show. It'll only take X amount of time and you'll get all this shit. And they go in and they're like, you know, people in like fucking white Whiteville, USA can't handle some of this shit. And they're the ones that are going to Vegas for $88 a night with all of their fucking snot-nosed kids because why you take your kids to Vegas, yeah. I don't fucking know. And, they're, and they're the ones that are writing it off dude there's definitely uh, there's definitely validity to what you're saying with that uh but a lot of these things like there's not even an original cut that shows how intense it could be they didn't they didn't make anything intense like oh, they yeah, already okay. gotcha, gotcha. they already assume ahead of time that they can't do that and so they remake a movie like martyrs and they and they totally pussify it um do, do, do you know when like they were uh recasting the price is right and then drew carey now does the price is right oh i know he does it but is there a story behind that that yeah i was in las vegas and uh uh, my friend robbie and i uh, were walking around and uh we got grabbed by this woman in like one of the casinos who was like hey do you guys want to be a focus group part of a focus group for uh, a tele for a television show uh just take 45 minutes, give your feedback and we'll give you $25 each and a beer or whatever. And I was like, we're like, yeah, fuck, we're not doing anything. You go in there, you get air conditioned, you sit there. We watched like some, some hosts that they were considering for the price is right. Do like an entire episode. And mm. we had these, like, you know, in the Simpsons, like when it's like good, bad, like the, yeah, novels, yeah. like yeah. we had, like, we had like no shit, like a knob like that <laughs> where, where they were like, where if something like, if you like something like, uh, you, you put the knob or, you know, like right. to this point of view. And then when you don't, you start cranking it back to this way and that way. Right. So you're just basically setting this thing with like a volume knob of how good you wow. think this is. That's, that's and we funny. were just that's fucking real. with like, we didn't even like do anything uh, serious at all. Like yeah. it, I don't, we would turn it down like, like the stupidest shit. Like, you know, just and, like and turn it way up when you've got the shirtless oiled exact, up. Exactly. Like House, dude. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we were just fucking with it the entire time, but yeah, we got yeah. something out of it. And, yeah. and you know what? That guy was not the host of the price is right. Drew Carey is. So that's a, that's a maybe we might've had something to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Live guy. and learn people. <laughs> Live and learn. One other type of bad remake I want to mention before we go on to the good ones uh, is uh, there are remakes that are so bad that they're funny. Uh, and sometimes they're remakes of movies, like they're bad remakes of movies that were not great to begin with. Uh, yeah. So it's like, well, who cares? Uh, and I think my favorite example of that is The Wicker Man. Uh, and I apologize to all the fans of The Wicker Man from the 70s with Christopher Lee who think it's so fucking great, but it really isn't. Uh, yeah, it's got that great twist ending, but this movie, like, it, it breaks into fucking hippie songs, like, like several times in the movie. Uh, it's it's not an enjoyable watch. It's not scary. The only thing that's that's crazy about it is the finale, the, the final end scene. It's really crazy. Uh now this movie was remade in the 2000s with with my boyfriend Nicolas Cage, uh, mm-hmm. who I love more than life itself, um, and it's absolutely terrible movie. It's terrible, mm-hmm. but it's so bad 
that it's good. Like, the shit he does in this movie is completely absurd. Like, he, like, straight up goes up to women and just, like, punches them in the face. Like, these women are... It's hilarious, Wait, dude. No, he does. It's really funny how, how crazy this movie is. Like, these women are part of this cult that kills people. And, and so, like, and, like, he's the one good guy. And he just full-on, like, whips their ass. He, like, what runs up to these women and beats the shit out of them. Uh, yeah, and then there's also, like, these scenes where he's dressed in a bear costume, and he runs up to women and punches them in the face. Oh, uh, and then at the end, they, they burn him in the bear costume, right? No, no, no. Well, you yes and no. You're kind of getting it mixed up with Midsommar. I know. Uh, I was trying. I was, no, uh, but you're not wrong. Spoiler alert. Oh, no, not, I'm not wrong. But you're I'm not just wrong. just an asshole. I mean, no, 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 no. Like in both Wicker Mans, in in the original and and the and the remake, like that's the thing is they like they spoiler alert they burn the guy in in a giant Wicker Man. It's kind of yeah. like Burning Man, only like evil. Burning Man. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like Burning Man, only not as lame and full of like you know drugged out losers. Uh, so I resemble uh, that remark. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you but you do. Um, I would also no. never go to burning man because yes. you have to one stay outside for like what a week and then you're just trading fucking what sex for sandwiches and you don't get to take a, sa- a shower no 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 thank you yeah, that's the best stuff i'll stay that's stuff. um but yeah it, it, and also wicker man like they they change it in the remake where it has uh, or at least i think they do where it has to do with like honey production and like no bees no food all that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh and like when they realize like Nicolas Cage is like basically spying on them and trying to break up the cult, uh, there's this infamous scene uh, where like they put this container on his head and they like pour through a funnel bees into his yeah. head. And yeah. he's like, not the bees, not the bees. Oh, my God, they're in my eyes. It's absolutely terrible. And, you know, I love him. But, man, like it's this the worst acting and the worst scene it's fucking terrible, but at, like at the same time, the, the original is not that good, uh, and I love the remake of The Wicker Man because it sucks so hard that it's really funny to watch, you know, or at least watch the, the highlights. <laughs> Have you seen Tommy Boy, or do you like Tommy Boy? Uh, no, I've never really been a fan of Chris Farley or Adam okay. Sandler or any of those like any uh, of those I, movies I, in the nineties where it was like okay, the guy. I'm not, no, no, I'm not. I'm just going to say, any of those movies like Billy Madison, Tommy Boy, any movie where, like, the whole joke, or Step Brothers, any movie where the whole joke is that, like, it's grown men acting like a child, isn't that hilarious? Yeah, like, it's not to me at all. It's really irritating to me, personally. Yeah. Well, Tommy Boy uh, and Chris Farley are national treasures, and um, that was one of my favorite uh <laughs> movies well i don't know why i brought this up now you've totally derailed my thought but either I way I don't know. tommy boy rules i don't know why i brought that up well i was talking about the wicker man which is such a terrible movie that it makes you laugh so maybe that's why you brought up tommy boy that's so terrible no, it makes no, you laugh no it does no it's not uh, terrible but it makes me laugh it doesn't matter moving on. moving on um the wicker man i agree Oh, oh, because the bees thing, because they're getting pulled over. He and David Spade are getting pulled over by the cops. And he's like, they, they're trying to get out of it. And he's like, follow my lead. And Chris Farley jumps out and he's like, bees, the bees, they're on me. Oh, God, they're all over me. And like the cops are like, oh, I'm allergic to bees. Roll on the ground, son. We'll be back to get you later. And like they take yeah. off and like, yeah. you know, that that was reminding me of that. Gotcha. But he didn't get that. Uh, they just poured it into his head. Yes. The bees were actually in his eyes. Yeah. 
<clears throat> well, um, mm -hmm. that's a yet yeah, another uh, take on the bad remake, uh, where mm -hmm. you can just laugh at how fucking terrible it is. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Some of them, but and I don't know. Maybe not a lot of them are worth that to me. You get yeah. through them, and I'm like, "How, oh, man? I watched this to see how you did it." Edward Furlong, Night of the Demons remake. Oh, oh God, don't even. Um, like, that's just like, that's that's an example of just a movie that that's like one. You're of on ones. blast. You're on point. That's you're just on... a, that's just a terrible, terrible remake. That's like right up there with the Poltergeist remake and stuff. You know. Let me say something that's a divisive thing. Um, uh, that's a huge horror property that uh, you we you and I both see at conventions all the time because the um Alex who uh plays the 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 young boy in the original child's play is often mm. at the conventions now right. child's play they rebooted you know they remade yes. as this as this thing and everyone lost their goddamn mind when it came out because it was not the same story it is. Uh, they it's gave chucky some twist. they gave chucky a different like the way he got evil right and i was i was like what they changed it fuck this he's not a he's not a serial killer possessed you know soul possessed in a doll mm -hmm. what the fuck but i actually thought that idea of ai and it mm -hmm. turning and, and, and right. learning how to be evil the way that they they approached it i thought it was cool they could have called it something else they could have sure. called it uh, evil doll and put a different yeah, yeah. doll in there yeah. and it would have been different but i i but because but it was a child remake but again it's that built-in audience right so. exactly exactly and i wouldn't doubt it if that was a different script before they changed it to a child's play, you know what I mean? I would not, I don't know that for sure, no. but it would make sense. It wouldn't surprise yeah, me. I saw, I saw that too. And I didn't think it was terrible. I uh, didn't either. I didn't think it was terrible. Uh, and I didn't mind the change that they made because it's just a different take on mm -hmm. the, on the concept, which is fine. Uh, but at the same time, I didn't think it was very memorable. Like I would never watch it again. No, it's not. No, I'm not. I'm not buying right. the Blu-ray special release. Or anything, I, but it, I, it, it, it I pissed never, me off. I know, yeah, it didn't piss me off either. But I would never revisit it. And and Child's Play is one of those things that's just like they've completely jumped the shark with the series oh, anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, they're doing, like, a, they're doing a series right now. Jennifer Tilly's going to reprise her role. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. Like that that series went so beyond being scary to the point of just being funny and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like seed of Chucky is just a pile of garbage. It's just yeah. silly. Uh, so it's like, I'm cult not of Chucky. Yeah. It's, well, no cult of Chucky. They tried to return to, to a scarier premise. That one's one of the better ones, but, uh, Still. but, but, but bride of Chucky seed of Chucky, they're, they're fucking comedies. And yeah. so when you get a remake where they're trying to make it, even if they change it, if they're trying to make it scary again, I can't frown upon that because it's like, yeah, the, this this is serious. They made like fucking eight movies and they just got silly and stupid. Right. Uh, so, OK, they're trying to do something different with it. I can't get mad at that, even if it's not good. But I don't think uh, um, the new Child's Play was bad. I just thought yeah. it was kind of blasé and kind of like just not interesting really to me. So. I, I, I think I don't think it was not. I, I think it was not not good. I think it was good. And you're right, it's not memorable, but perhaps it got neutered somewhat from the studio. Maybe there's a cut that's different. Who knows? Possibly. Possibly. I just because I just, it's so because it's such a departure from the original. I, I just tend to think maybe there's stuff that they were like, you know what, we can't. 
don't put maybe, that in. Maybe, but I think I think one mm. of my bigger problems with it is that I didn't care about the the characters. I didn't find the human, you know, characters all that interesting. I didn't care about them very much. So this, it was, this was it because none of them kissed. Well, that's always a problem for me. If there's no romance, like you know me, I let I love to be. I love the love. I know. Uh, I know. But no, no, it's just it's just like they were just kind of these generic teenage characters, uh, uh, like outside of the kid and the mom. Those are the ones who got killed. And I didn't yeah. care about them or relate to them. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, just a it's a popcorn movie. It's, it's a, yeah, it's it a, is. It's an OK watch. But you're it, not going to hate it's, yeah. it's totally forgettable. Whereas there's yeah. a lot of other Chucky movies that I really enjoy, including Bride of Chucky. I like Bride of Chucky. I, I saw Bride of Chucky in the theater, dude. Yeah. I really like Bride of Chucky. It's one of my favorite Chucky movies, uh, but it's totally a comedy. It's mm-hmm. not scary in any way. It's just hilarious and self-referencing. It's a, yeah, it's a horror yeah. comedy. Yeah, self-re- yeah, self-referential, pulls no punches, fucking no apologies. And also just references other horror movies, like when, yeah. when John Ritter gets like the fucking nails in his face. He looks like mm-hmm. Pinhead, you Pinhead, know. Like, yeah. yeah, like all that stuff I, I really like. <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not uh, burying the lead. They're just like, hey, this is what this is, right. and it's that's why it's good. I don't know. Well, I, I think now that could lead us into okay. Uh, that can lead us into remakes that are actually good for different reasons and yeah. how to do it. So there are good remakes that we do like and appreciate. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely are. Um, and sometimes I think people, or at least people our age, you know, um, geezers. Uh, you know, like we we think of or like geysers, and that means we're wet. Yes, uh, could be that. Uh, but there's there's certain ones like like sometimes people become attached to like like the movies from their era and don't accept that they're remakes or that they're uh, you know reimaginings or something. As I said uh, before, you're tied into this weird nostalgia thing that won't allow you to accept right another interpretation of this right or even accept that the version that you love isn't the first version exactly exactly Uh, like earlier earlier we were talking about like you know the novelizations uh, and john carpenter's the thing which is my favorite horror film of all time that is a remake of the of the the thing from another world chris Uh, i have exactly three lines of notes that i've taken on this piece of paper and one of them says the thing uh, and I want you to know when you mentioned that earlier, it took everything within me to not say, oh, and that's going to lead like our topic we're talking about later. Yeah, see? Yeah. Yes. I kept it. I appreciate it until now. But I that is a remake. That. Just like just like your personal trauma. You keep it inside. You keep it inside yeah. and you bury it deep down <laughs> deep until down. you have an explosion of emotion and yeah. then you drink that away. Or or you like walk into a or, Wendy's, start shooting the place up. Yeah, either that way. That happened. Well, maybe. you're not going to shoot up a Wendy's, are you? Because that chicken sandwich is good, dude. I'm not making any promises. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> but but no, the thing, and also, if while we're on that note, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes. The the one that everyone knows and goes to is the Donner, Donald Sutherland 70s yeah, invasion of the, the body 19... snatchers. The 1978 yeah. version, which version, is yeah. phenomenal. It's great. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That That's where you get all of the references. That's where yeah. you get the, oh, the pointing yeah. and yeah. the fucking yelling and shit. But that was also a remake uh, of a movie that was, you know, from the fucking 50s or whatever. Yep. They, yep. You know, which and is it's also completely a great movie. Which is which, a great it's movie. also a great movie. Yeah. yeah. They, they, yeah. 
Invasion of the Body Snatchers is one of those movies that people still reference, like pod people. You see, you kind of yeah, still absolutely. like see that. And they've they, made I they made another remake of it in some, at some gear. I don't even pay attention. They made, to that they made several. They've made yeah, several. It's not, they've remade it many times, many yeah. times. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's like that. Like people referencing like you know pod people and everything. Like when uh, they made one of your personal favorites, Halloween three. Uh, they were that movie is very much inspired by Invasion of the Body Snatchers, mm -hmm. uh, particularly the original, uh, because mm -hmm. that's what Carpenter and Tommy Lee Wallace grew up with, uh, and they wanted to make a pod movie, and that's why they have like all those guys in uh, in uh, the you know the town with Silver Shamrock, where they're just all of these like robots and drones. Those are pod people, and then the very end of the movie, where he's like yelling right at the camera, going, "Stop it! Stop it! Stop it!" Mm -hmm. The original night uh, in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You know, he's yelling straight at the camera, you're next, you're next. It's the exact mm -hmm. same thing. And I mean, this isn't like me saying, oh, they ripped it off. No, they they have said, yeah, this is what we wanted to emulate uh, when we made Halloween 3. Yeah, yeah and, and, and then while we're on the Invasion of the Body Snatchers note, um, this was brought to my attention uh, recently. While on the road, watched a bunch of movies, but... Uh, Robert Rodriguez, one of his like first, maybe it was his first like studio picture, big studio picture where he got a lot of money to make it. <clears throat> of course, this was after Desperado and, and you know all of that. Was the faculty, and he was uh, obsessed with the with the invasion of the body snatchers movie. Rob Robert Rodriguez right. was in the story. And that movie, The Faculty, you know, it was just a property. It was written, you know, that the that that's a fucking studio owned, and they like, you know, got this hotshot director to direct, and he yeah. kind of molded it into this interpretation it's of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. No, it definitely is a it, pod movie. It's definitely yeah, like, exactly like in Body Snatchers for sure. Yeah, and I just watched it like two nights ago, like just rewatched it to be like, yeah, yeah. this is, this is that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and totally. it's like, yeah. but, but yeah, like you, but there's those surreptitious kind of remakes sometimes that you don't even yeah. realize, yeah. you know, yeah. are, are kind of, but it's a different way to present a story maybe so that you'd be like, you know what? I should watch invasion of the body snatchers. Like I personally yeah. love body snatchers, 1978. I love that movie. I think it, it's yeah. It's awesome. Fantastic. It's so it's awesome. Good. And yeah. it's definitely my favorite version of that film that I've seen because they have remade it in the nineties and and oh, yeah. uh, those, those dude, are forgettable. Dude, uh Abel Ferrara, who you love, he remade a version of it. Did he? He did. Yeah. All the body snatchers? Yeah, it was called I have to watch it. It was called Body Snatchers. Yeah. No, he, he remade it. And it's it's what? just very forgettable. It's just not but I know you love him, so you should check that out. I, what year did it come out? And nineties, like ninety two, ninety three, yeah. something. I'm, I'm looking at my Lavenge de La Vengeance post right now, Angel of yeah. Vengeance. Yeah. We watched. I watched Miss Forty Five again while we were on the road. Good uh, for you. Just because I Good love for it. You. Um, um, but the, but yeah, there are movies like that, like Body Snatchers, like where people, you know, uh, will be like, oh, that's that's the one, that's the one, and like I I think that one people are more aware of the fact that it was a remake uh but there are some people that just don't don't pick up on that kind of thing uh another great example uh is the fly david cronenberg's the fly i have that written down as well yeah uh which is of course the vincent price film uh that they remade but with the cronenberg movie they change it drastically for the better for the better uh and 
it's it's a very different film from the one that you get watching the Vincent Price movie. I'm Vincent Price. My nephew Jody will send you the uh, feet. Not, not a very missing. good. Not a very. I good. didn't have time to practice. That was just like Sorry. from The Simpsons, you know. When they call, yes, you I know. You. Quiet, Jody. You're not him. My my nephew, Judy. <laughs> like, why is your nephew? Great episode. Me? Great episode. Right, yeah. Where they go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and yeah. why would she call the number? It's like from 1970 or something. <laughs> anyway, Simpsons. It's, it's it's Lisa's like, isn't he dead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Yul Brenner and I'm dead now because I yeah. smoke cigarettes. It's like one yeah. of those. Anyway, go ahead. But anyway, the the fly, uh, you know, the, with Jeff Goldblum, that David Cronenberg mm-hmm. film, it's it's vastly different from mm-hmm. the old movie uh, and vastly superior. And when most of us, you know, our age, uh, you know, think of the fly, that's what we think of, and it kind of eludes people, I think, sometimes that it is a remake. Uh, so it is possible to take a remake and change it on top of that and improve upon it which they definitely did with that, which they definitely did with um, The Thing and Body Snatchers. I think oh, they, they totally improved upon the, the source of material. Um, well, and I have to say, like, maybe, like, a lot of that has to do with the... Uh, or maybe not, but a lot... I, I think a lot of it has to do with innovation in filmmaking and, uh, sure. like, the development of talent and act, acting, like, the art of that and the craft sure. of it has a lot to do with that. Uh, but, you know, it also has to do with, like, it's more than that. I'm just saying, like, but it naturally, starts... it kind of seems like that that's a progression. But yeah. but it doesn't hold true to today, because we still progress, but these new remakes are awful. Right, right. Uh, that's the thing. It all starts with the writing uh, and, and the, con- in the concept. That's where it all starts. And if you don't have good writing, you don't have a good concept, it doesn't matter how good your special effects are. The movie's going to be a pile of shit. And that's what we see over and over again now. Um, another great one that was an old movie from the 50s uh, that I think is a- an amazing remake is The Blob uh, from the 1980s. Yeah. I mm-hmm. absolutely love the Blob. It's one of the greatest film remakes of all time. Uh, how, that's been, how many times has that been remade? That's man, been remade uh, a few well, times, right? It's been remade a few times. You haven't seen any new the Blobs in a long, long time now. But uh, mm-hmm. Blob was something where they made like Return of the Blob and like you know sequels and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a popular movie in the 1950s. Uh, but in, in I think it was the year was 87 or 88. And they remade it with uh, Shawnee Smith and uh, Kevin Dillon. Uh, but that's a great fucking remake. And they do change it a little bit. But, man, the fucking craziness of that movie. The, the special effects to this day are really great. When you see the the blob vaporize people after consuming it. Uh, and yeah. just assimilating the flesh and leaving the skeleton behind. Um, I fucking love that movie. It's so mm. fun and so funny and crazy. Uh, definitely a great example of how you can make a remake and do it really well. <clears throat> can I can I bring up an example of how you can make a remake that's on the same lines of uh, the same the original? Of course. Of course. Um, how, okay, so this is uh, I this is a movie I have seen passed by a billion fucking times on every streaming service, but never watched it until. The sequel or the remake? This is the, the well, let me just, okay, okay. let me get to it. So I've never, I, I keep passing this movie, but I've never watched it until I was just on the road this time. Like I said, Nick and I watched a billion movies when we were in these motels. 
And it was a movie called Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves. Yes. Now, have you seen that movie? Uh, yeah, uh, the, the Eli Roth like thing yes. with the uh, yeah, it's mm, yeah, good. It, it captured my imagination in a way that I was like, "What the fuck is this story?" I I actually like got I was like did all this research when I woke up in the morning because I thought it was like I was like surely this is like tied to some like Greek mythology or something. Like these girls are the plot. Everyone that's listening, the plot is like. These it's two a home girls. invasion. It's a home yeah, it's a home invasion, invasion film. That's all you and, really need to say. Yeah. And that's it. And but but I thought mm-hmm. the characters were wrapped up in mythology in some way. Like this was like a retelling of of a mythological story, like along the lines of a Homer or something Odyssey. But it's not. It in fact is a pretty much uh, complete remake of a movie from 1977 called Death Game. Mm-hmm. In which the exact same plot yep. is an, is is enacted out, and even more but so, the, the woman. Is, there's a couple differences. Well, the but, big difference is, is that it, it Eli Roth doesn't give it any credit, and that's one of my big problems with Eli Roth is he basically just remakes old horror movies and acts like he came up with it. Well, I mean, well, this one, the woman that's in knock knock that comes to the door that's his ther- like physical therapist she's one of the writers of the original movie and she mm-hmm. helped write this movie with him so i think there's some something there i i don't know either right. way i, I can give a but fuck it, it's about never that. it's never well i do give a fuck about yeah. that because it's like it's not giving credit where credit's due and this is my big problem with eli roth and my big problem with tarantino where they just steal completely and act like they're such geniuses coming up with these stories when they're not their original ideas at all they're totally lifted from somebody else's ideas and they don't give credit where it's due and that really bothers me yeah absolutely no i i, I feel you on that but i like I and but I did find this like I, it was easy for me to to find this information out, but I for seeking it out. But God damn, like I and I I really like there's this movie Death Game is available only on some weird fucking streaming service called like Flix Flex Flux Flap Flamboyant, so I can't watch it, but. Like I did so much like a hardcore like do you know like there's an alternate ending for knock knock that they filmed um that I watched and I was like, Oh, they could have put this on there and I'd have still been I would have been happy with this too, dude. It was uh because like Death Game has a different kind of ending uh to these home invaders that they did keep in the movie. Um, I don't know. I you seem not in agitated. I, I didn't like. No, no, I'm not agitated. I'm not agitated. I I, 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 I like this movie a lot. Um, I, I I strongly disliked it. Um, yeah, I thought it was really just uh, why. No, not just because of the ripoff, but I just thought it was completely pre- preposterous. Uh, what happens in the movie? Uh, and I I really thought it was kind of infantile. Uh, as way, as far as the story unfolds, uh, how they couldn't really decide between comedy and horror. Uh, and it was just absurd mm-hmm. to me, the, the stuff that happened. It was just like, a, it was just so absurd that it became like, like cartoonish in a way. Um, and I only watch it because I, I, I have long disliked Eli Roth for his ripoffs and his terrible filmmaking, in my personal opinion. I really don't like his movies. Uh, but I only watched this one because it 
uh, had this resurgence in popularity on Netflix and everyone was talking about it. And I watched it and I was like, this is one of the worst horror movies I've seen in a long time. I really hated it. But it's just me. Man, that like I get I don't I mean, that's cool, which is cool. But I I could like I had like awful like relatability to that kind of plot where it's like I didn't think it was cartoonish like they these i mean like it gets to a point where you're like well what the fuck would you do like jesus fucking christ dude i mean like what am i like made of stone or something like what's happening and he did everything right he kept getting up and getting away from them he did all this shit he called him a fucking uber but he shouldn't have let them in at the beginning i know that's no, the it's, whole fucking no, point that, that, that's... but and but no, it's still it's, like I, I was like I was on this journey where I was connected to that. I was like, oh, my God, dude, I would fucking tell this is I would. This well, is how I fucking this is how I go down. I'm going to be buried in a fucking thing out in the backyard I in my thought, head. I mean, I, I like Keanu and everything, but I thought that the girls performances were really good. But I thought he was incredibly wooden. And, and... no, of course he is. He's awful. <laughs> like he's not great. Terrible. I love Keanu Reeves. I, I want him to be my dad, like or adopt me or be my he's uncle. He's terrible. But in that that. Movie. that all of his lines that he delivers are like, yeah, well, my wife is an artist. Uh, you know, they're awful. So, but but get past so that. Get past well, that. Yeah, and but, what's happening is just, only, like, terrifying not, to me. It, But to me, it was too cheesy to be terrifying. It was too preposterous. Uh, like, he could have just called the fucking so cops. suspend your disbelief, dude, then. Yeah, but you have he's to like, suspend it way too much for no, me. His, his, they had him over a barrel, dude. They said they were minors. That he's going to call the police, and they were like, "Well, we'll just get you for statutory." His yeah, wife it, called. They're putting their tits on the glass while he's trying to talk to her. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just cartoonish. Like, it was silly. It was. It was silly. I, I was. It was terrifying to me. Terrifying. I, I I can't imagine how it could be terrifying personally, but okay. Like we just have different opinions. But I thought that I really disliked that movie. I thought it was really bad. Um, but that's just difference of opinion. Um. But moving on. And different life experience, probably. Like, you have uh, no reason to be afraid of that, maybe. Well, I'll I, tell you what. I'll tell you what. Tell me, Polly man. I related in one <laughs> aspect is he had, he recently had rotator cuff surgery in the movie. He even had the same scar that I have that you can see right here. He had the same Who scar. Did? Keanu. He did. And that's what they set up at the beginning. They're like, and I then, haven't had sex in three weeks because of my rotator cuff. But then, but then. There's these scenes where he's like fighting these girls off and he, he, he uses his arm totally fine. There's no problem. It's just like he had the rotator cuff surgery, so well, he's sensitive when he gets stabbed in that spot, but he's totally fine in the way he uses his arms. He shows no disability whatsoever. Well, he certainly didn't get the better of them. And in the alternate ending, he certainly has not won uh, anything. Um, so. It, it, it's it it plays out as it should, oh, but right. really, well, I was just terrified by that plot. It really scared me. Well, I can think about a million uh, home invasion movies that are scarier, like Funny Games, for example. Or inside. Funny Games is terrifying, but it does not involve the absolute manipulation that happens in this movie in in a way that it's like, oh God, why? So, well. Okay. Again, maybe you should watch the movie that it's that it was stolen from. But anyway, let's, I, I, let's, I am. Okay. It's oh, let's a move on. Thing, dude. Let's let's move on. You liked it. That's that's noted. You really liked it. I really didn't. Okay. Um, I I really didn't. Uh, but anyway, there are uh there are 
other good remakes that I wanted to bring up that are good for different reasons. Um, uh, One of the ones that I I definitely wanted to bring up, because this is a controversial thing to say, but I really loved the uh, new Suspiria film. Have you seen that? Haven't watched it. Yeah, but you're because familiar I with... love the original one so much. Absolutely. And it's like, yeah, why watch this? Well, here's why you should. Because I thought the same thing. I was like, why? Like the original Suspiria is great. Um, Were you doing but... Christopher Walken right there? No, but I could. Oh, but why? you know, but why? you know, why? Why? The ice is gonna break. Um, little dead zone for you. Um, but no. Uh, here's why. Um. Suspiria is a trilogy. Uh, There's Suspiria, there's Inferno, and there's Mother of Tears. Uh, And that's the Three Mothers uh, trilogy. Uh, Now, the original Suspiria film, that was just the first of them, uh, is considered Dario Argento's masterpiece. Uh, But a lot of that really has to do with the use of color and sound. The Great Goblin score and just these rich Technicolor uh, hues that he managed to capture in the film. Uh, that's what really makes it so solid. Uh, now, the remake... And the soundtrack. Well, I just said that. I said that. Goblin's music. I, I, I literally oh. just said that. So um, I was reiterating it. Okay. Well, no, I, I just said that. It's all about sight and sound. It's not necessarily the story of the suspense that make it so good. Not that that's that the story's bad. I'm just saying it's really the visuals and the sound that make it so uh, arresting. Uh, now, the remake shouldn't even really be called a remake in a lot of ways. It's kind of just a continuation of the Suspiria mythos, if you will. Uh, like the same kind of themes and concepts of the three mothers that you see in uh, the three Argento films are kind of continued in the new Suspiria. Uh, so it's not really a remake. It's more of like a conceptual continuation. Um, and the reason I like it so much is to me, it's a better completion of the trilogy than the final film by Argento, Mother of Tears, which is an absolute disaster of crappiness. Um, oh, yeah. I saw Mother and Mother of Tears in the theater when it came out <clears throat> in the late 2000s. I was so excited because I love Suspiria. I liked Inferno. I'm not as crazy about his Suspiria, but I was so stoked because he's been talking forever. He always said it was going to be a trilogy. And he was talking about like forever about Mother of Tears was going to be the final one. I was so excited. And that movie is beyond bad. It's a terrible, terrible movie. Laughable to the point where I, when I was in the theater seeing it, people were laughing at the movie because it was so cheesy and so stupid you know people are laughing at you well, you're dude, a laughing dude, stock like, there's this like like there's a scene where like these these witches arrive in in town they come off the air the, the airplane at the airport and they're like we're witches so they're walking down the tarmac going <laughs> it's so fucking cheesy it's cheesy and bad and honestly <laughs> as much as i love d'argento uh i and i really do uh, yeah. He hasn't made a good movie in decades. Like, his stuff is terrible. Although I will say his Masters of Horror episodes were probably the best of that entire series. Outside of that, his movies have been really bad. Um, Speaking of, of him, uh, that's another movie I watched while I was on the road called Tenumbre. 
Have you seen that? Tanabra, yes. Yeah. I love Tanabra. It's a great murder mystery. It's a great thriller. I love that. Yeah, I, I have it on DVD. About, a, about an author. That's that's one of his masterpieces. I love that movie. Uh, yeah, uh, and Phenomena. Phenomena is another one. That's my favorite Argento movie. People hail Suspiria, but Phenomena to me is infinitely better. I love Phenomena. Uh, but no, Tanabra is very good. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the um, things I watched while I was on the road. I yeah. enjoyed quite a bit. But getting back to the Suspiria uh, remake, which isn't really a remake, uh, to me, that that concludes the Three Mothers trilogy in place of Mother of Tears, which was actually done by Argento, uh, because it continues the same storyline of this you know, dance studio uh, full of witches. Yeah. But holy fucking shit, dude. There are things about it that are kind of slow, but there is some brutal shit in it. And the finale of that movie is more intense and fucked up and crazy than any of the stuff that came before it. It's really? absolutely insane. The finale of that movie, like the last 20 minutes of that movie is intense as hell and absolutely crazy. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend you check it out because it's not a remake. It really isn't. Like, it's just... A continuation, continuation. Of, yeah, of the mythos. It really is. It, it it sums it up better than like if you watch Suspiria Inferno and the newest Suspiria, like I consider that the trilogy. Mother of Tears, you just need to put in this fucking chamber and set it on fire. It's so horrible. It's terrible mood. So. Yeah. The uh the first time like Suspiria was recommended to me years ago by Nick P uh at, at some point so i like i i put it on and watched it and i was like this is awful why did he recommend this to me but it was a like the version that i watched was like one of the original versions that wasn't mixed well and shit so like the music and like because the you know the in the adr with the voices everything was all fucked up and i was like this fucking sucks dude but, but when you ha I, I got like a good version of it like a remaster or something like that and watched it and I was like, oh my God, this movie's amazing. Like when everything is there and yeah, clicking. Yeah, it is. So. It's visually <clears throat> and audibly, it's it's very arresting and stunning. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's not, <clears throat> excuse me, Suspiria is not particularly scary. Uh, no. And it, it, it's not it's suspenseful. It's not, well, it's not particularly well acted or anything like that. It's really just like, the cinematography and the use of color is the big thing that those crazy technicolor like yeah. shots that he creates and the, yeah. and the incredible goblin score. It's all atmosphere. It's, it's, it's the atmosphere that makes it so scary. Right. Um, and I think with the new one, they just, they really just went intense with it where it, it really is. Who directed the new one? I forget his name. I I, I don't remember. But, okay, but, so oh, some, not not Argento. Some you know. No, no, no. Whatever. It's not Argento. And Argento really uh, is very public about not liking it. Really? Uh, yeah. Which is like absurd. It's like motherfucker. Have you seen your movies in the last twenty five years? Have you seen your version of of Phantom of the Opera? For Christ's sake, terrible, terrible. Like the, he has not made good stuff in a long time. Even though he was a fucking genius, and he made he, he brought you know the the Gallo films to to a a, a worldwide audience, mm -hmm. uh, he has not made good movies in a long time. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. sorry to say, but anyway, you should definitely watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. It's an Amazon yeah. movie, so if you have Amazon, you can watch it. Right, uh, and, I, should, I will really, watch it then. You really should, man. You really should. Um, yeah, the, uh, there are moments that are slow, uh, but 
those moments are really building on the mythos. Uh, so mm. if you are really well versed in Suspiria and Inferno, you'll appreciate uh, what they do with that. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> anyway, moving on from that, there's a couple of other ones I wanted to bring up. Um, one of the people I wanted to mention is Alexander Aja, uh, uh-huh. the, the French uh, filmmaker and producer uh, who has put out um, a lot of good stuff. He, he really came to fame with uh, High Tension, uh, which is, is a crazy film, uh, which, which has some really great stuff uh, in it. Uh, and then he went on to make uh, remakes of The Hills Have Eyes and Piranha, uh, both of which I think are excellent remakes. Uh, you're nodding, smiling. What did you want to say? Oh, because the remake of Piranha has like uh, that porn star, Gia, Gina, what's her yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know you, for, yeah, yeah. You know uh, what I mean? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I know, the yeah, the, scene one with, where, the one with the giant tits. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they take her through the water and like they pull her up and her like whole bottom half. And her whole body's gone. Yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. that's the first, that's yeah. why I was smiling. Just okay. I was thinking of tits. Yeah. Awesome tits. Awesome bro. tits. Awesome tits. Yeah, Piranha is fucking hilarious. Uh, it, I think that's a great remake. Uh, the only problem with it is that they used a lot of CGI, and when you watch it now, it's really dated. You know, yeah, yeah. It really watching, like is. CGI stuff, like God, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's bad. It's, really... it's really, it's really bad. But uh, but no, that movie is absolutely hilarious. Like the, I remember watching it in the theater when it came out, and the scene where that Piranha barfs up the guy's severed dick. I was just laughing my fucking ass off, and no one else in the theater was. I was so like, made you leave. Like, uh, Usher came and uh, made you I go. Was, I was there. <laughs> You've been I getting was, too many complaints, sir. I was there with uh, my girlfriend, who I who I later married, and like, and she thought that was hilarious. Like, she told people that story for years, which was like, yeah, he was the only one. He was just dying laughing. I'm like a piranha barfed up a guy's severed dick. How fucking hilarious is that? You know, but yeah, everyone like kind of looked at me because I, I couldn't help myself. I was laughing like, you know, when you laugh so hard, you can't stop even if you want to. That's how I was at that moment. Uh, Probably but somebody also, had a trauma where they got their dick bit off by a fish type person. Could have been, could have been really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the hills have eyes. Uh, they he also remade that, and that is yeah. a really intense movie and really fucking scary and crazy. The, I really, the, I don't I think I haven't seen the remake. I watched the originals. Right. Well, that, no, uh, it's it's Alex Azar. He did the remake, and it's really yeah. fucking intense, man. It's really good. Uh, I, I definitely like that remake a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, Alex Azar has done a lot of stuff um, and produced a lot of movies, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he always brings the gore, hardcore. Like, even, uh, even in High Tension, which was his big premiere, like, God, the opening of that movie, there's this trucker, and, like, you, like, see him sitting in his truck, and he's totally getting a blowjob and like you see him like holding the girl's head and he's getting the blowjob and then mm-hmm. he finishes and then he throws the head out the window you realize he's just been fucking a separate head <laughs> it's like holy shit you know and, and there's nothing more terrifying than hill people really like i you know driving through like nevada and i had to say having to take like a detour where it's like take this detour and being in like this weird two-lane yeah. desert the mountain like with a trailer you could see way off the distance it's like oh this is how they come get me because like yeah, a guy this... runs in the middle of like stop stop and then next thing you know nick p's like fucking getting 
you know, fuck him for like circus peanuts and gas, you know? Yeah, you know, like next thing you know, you're getting a header like in in Edward Lee's classic novel, you know? Just Uh, like it, dude. Yeah. Uh, Or that could have been my head given that guy head in that movie, dude. Could have been, could have been. But yeah, Alexander Ajar, like anything he's involved in, I always want to check out because even though he's done like, you know, a couple of things like mirrors and stuff where I was like, eh, um, even that movie has insane gore in it. Uh, at least there's one particular scene where a woman's in a bathtub and the gore is crazy. Uh, so I definitely I re- always check out something with him. Uh, so, yeah, it is possible to take some of these like 70s movies and and do them justice, even if you yeah. change it a little bit. He doesn't change much with the Hills Have Eyes, but what he what he does is. Uh, you know, like the the whole thing with these people being inbred and mutated by, uh, you know, uh, nuclear uh, radiation. Yeah, like he's got some shit. like some of the fucking people in that are really disturbing to look at. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely like that movie a lot. Um, and there are a couple other ones. I don't know if you wanted to throw in one real fast, but there are a couple other ones that I think the, are, are good. The the only thing on my as you know I famously will not take notes for this show because every time I do it goes awry so I've taken three three lines of notes and I've gone over all of them except for one movie Scarface the the remake of Scarface Scarface is a remake the one that you know with Mm -hmm. uh, say hello to my little friend that's a remake the original one is not as cool as that it's very loosely a remake still it is a remake. Yes, but very loosely. Um, well, hold know, on loosely. Don't let go, dude. And but, watch I mean, Scarface. But, 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 but like the, the true original Scarface, of course, is Al Capone, uh, who had yep. the Glasgow smile. Like he was cut up and he was like, right. he had those scars. Um, and so gangsters since then, they've had many stories with gangsters where they had a prominent scar on their mm-hmm. face. And you know where they got it from? Eat from pussy, yes. But no, like you've got these, you've got these old like '30s gangster movies, which were very popular at the time, and you've and you've got the movie Scarface that you mentioned, uh, and it does feature a gangster with a scar on his face. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the 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 remake is a completely different story. Do you know in? Uh... In Rockstar, when he also got his voice from eating pussy, that's what he said. Like, where'd you get your voice from eating pussy, mate? Eating pussy. Mark I, Wahlberg I know, was practicing that. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. From Rockstar, the movie. I never watched that. And that's what Scarface. Oh man, that movie is, means a lot to me, dude. You should watch it. I'm not interested. Why? I'm just not. I'm just not interested. Um, I, I, I don't. I, we mentioned support. I don't like movies about like musicians and their raise their rise to fame. I just I can't stand movies about bands. This is a fictional movie though. I know. It's not about but, but, but it's loosely it's based, based on Judas Priest. It, it, well it's based on um Ripper Owen who re- replaced Rob right. Halford and Judas Priest right. for a short amount of time and then they came to their senses and got rid of him and got Rob Halford back. Mm-hmm. Um so you no know, I know what it is. I just I just don't care dude it's just i'm not saying it's a bad movie it's just yeah. i don't care i don't like movies about bands at we all they're all the same i won't they're all the same yeah. they're, they're just the, like we've been over this before on the show the, it's this you're watching the same movie over and over again uh when you watch those but uh 
<clears throat> um, shit, what the fuck were we talking about now? The, oh, you Scarface. Said you had a, you had a couple other. We were talking about Scarface, but you we were, were talking a couple about Scarface. Other but I, no, I wanted to make it clear, like the 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 30s film Scarface or 40s, whenever it was made. Uh, it's it's there's no similarity to the the Brian De Palma film, except for the fact that there's a gangster who has a scar in his face. That's the only similarity. So it's not really a remake at all. Okay, it's, it's remake in name only. Well, it is. Still, it is. still. In all remake, the rappers don't know that. Neither do poss- we. Possibly not. Well, I know. I know. But <clears throat> anyway. Uh, yeah, there were a couple other ones You know, before we wrap up. Uh, I really liked the My Bloody Valentine remake. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Like, when shit started permeating, like, that's the first remake that I remember being like, because it was a 3D movie and shit when it came out. I was like, yeah, holy yeah. shit, they're like, what is this? It's like, now they're actually putting remakes out, like, with fucking a yeah. boom. That was when I was going to say, like, so. Yeah, uh, that's also Patrick Lussier, who, uh, he also gave us Drive Angry, which is one of the great Nicolas Cage uh, horror films. Um, uh, so I do like that director, that filmmaker. And My Bloody Valentine, like, you watch that, and it's so clear that he deeply loves 80s horror and slasher films that he really loves the original and that really comes through in it like even as tom atkins star in it you know like he's so clearly into 80s horror so it's really like that remake feels like a love letter to tom atkins uh, rules he does but the fact that he that he that luster put him in that movie shows how passionate he is about the genre uh, and that's the thing. That whole movie, uh, people are like, oh, the original rules. I'm like, eh, whatever. This is a love letter to slasher films of the 80s. That's what that movie is, the remake. It's very much just the passionate, like, you can feel the love that he has for it. So I really like that one a lot. Did you see it in the theater when it was in 3D? I did not, no. I, I, I rarely go to the theater. I don't like going to the movies. I, I love I, movies, I... but I like watching them at home. I know, but this was like 25 years ago. Also, I didn't. No, I know, maybe. but even then, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't gone to a lot of movies, but like the first 3D movie I went to when all this shit was like 3D movies was like uh, Final yeah. Destination Five or whatever that one was. But I remember that. But I remember that My Bloody Valentine. I was like, oh shit! Like this is like a thing. This yeah. is a remake that's also in 3D that it's also like being promoted like right. you know. Right. It's pretty interesting. Right. But yeah, no, I definitely like that movie a lot, even without the 3D. Um the two other ones, real quick. Uh I'm gonna say this one first because this one is one that I struggle with uh because I like it and don't like it at the same time. And that's the, uh, I think it was 2013 it came out, uh, The Evil Dead. <clears throat> did you see that? I did see that. Yeah. That one I'm kind of on the fence with, because they were wise enough not to bring Ash into it and try to replace Bruce Campbell, because you fucking can't. You know, it's like replacing the dude or or Jack Burton. Uh, mm-hmm. They just, they tried to make it just like a full-on, straight, gory, scary movie. And I think they succeeded in a way. Like I, I, I love the gore in that movie. The gore is out of fucking control. It's insane. It's one of the goriest movies I've ever seen. And that says a lot because I've seen them all, babe. You know? Uh, so I got to give them props for that. Uh, and some people complain that it lacks the humor 
of the originals, and it does. But that's kind of what I think was good about it is that they were like, we're not going to try to recreate the the magic that Sam Raimi gave us. We're just going to take the same concept and just make it super intensely fucking brutal. Uh, so I kind of like that movie, even though it's not the type of movie I would like. I don't own it. I don't go back and watch it over again. But I, I appreciated what they did with it. How do you feel about it? Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because I really enjoyed that remake. Uh, okay, I was actually on cool. w- I was on tour when this came out with John Wayne is dead. And uh, I forget where Chris and I were at, but we had a whole day to kill. And it was hot as fuck because it was summertime. So right. we went to the movies so we could be in the air conditioning all day right. before we could play. And yeah. uh, he went to sleep. but we, we sat through a few movies, but that was one of them. And uh, I was like, this movie fucking rules, dude. They mm-hmm. fucking did this good because it's gory as yeah. fuck. Like we're it talking is. about heads it's and brains brutal. in the shower, like all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's unapologetically brutal. It's from really the from brutal. the beginning to the end. Dude, and the I thought like shit. The chick, like, where her arm goes possessed, and she's yeah. like got the fucking no. turkey cutter and yeah. shit. Oh my it's, god! Man. No, it, it's it's awesome, and that and that's how you do it without Bruce Campbell. You don't. Yes, yes. You just go left turn. You know exactly. It's it, if you can. Who complained about there not being humor? It was not. There was no humor to be injected in that movie. Did, they absolutely I think it was great the way it was, but I do too. But no, people absolutely did complain about that. And I mean, I get where they're coming from. Like all of the Evil Dead movies before it are really funny, uh, right. and this completely lacks it. But like you said, the fact that they're like, okay, we're not going to try to redo that. We're not going to do Bruce Campbell because no one can replace him as Ash. You know, like what are you going to do? You're going to get fucking like Ashton Kutcher to be Ash or something? Go fuck yourself. Like that, uh, would, that be would be horrible. Awful. Yeah. Every, no, no, it would be fucking, awful. You're going to get fucking Adam Sandler or something. Get the fuck out of here. You know. Uh, so yeah, like they went f- just, they just went full brutal horror with it. And I thought that was a good way to go. Uh, I really like, I really liked it. And I've actually watched it several times since then. Like I've only so. watched it the one time and I enjoyed it, but at the same time, I didn't feel the need to go back to it. I don't, I didn't love it. Uh, at, like, but I appreciated the way they did it. And that's why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. I just really en- enjoyed the the gore like of it like i was like god oh, yeah. damn they really ripped these people apart Dude, so that's, fuck, why, that's why i watched it a few times i was like the, this is the so awesome. fucking, yeah no it, it, it's got the, the gore is top notch um but the uh like god damn the ending where it's like literally raining blood like it's a fucking slayer album come to life you know yeah. Yeah. oh god it, i love it's, that it's man. like god it's so good i liked it it's and, no, and it's, i love the good, evil but, dead and Evil Dead 2 is just a remake of Evil Dead 1, so what the fuck? Do you watch the no, same movie really twice is. anyway? No, so, no, it, well, it, it is. It, it totally is. It, it was the first. Is. They took no, it is. They t- tell the same story again, but they amp it up. It's like the first one on steroids. But they had more money. But the, yes, but the first one and the second one both have equal merit. Uh, exactly. Even though the, even though the second one is is the greatest one of them all. Right. Uh, I'm not complaining. I love both of those movies. Yeah. Both but the second one, the second one is totally boss, man. That's, that's the like, better that's the yeah. best one. Absolutely. The no best question. one for sure. Absolutely. No question. Army of Darkness, I watched like with a girl after a dance, and I was like, God, this movie fucking sucks. Uh yeah, I was like, it's so I'm, slow. I'm, I'm, um, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm glad you said that. Uh, because Army of Darkness is so beloved, and I really don't care for Army of Darkness. I think yeah, and not I'm be- not, not I don't because get the appeal either. No, not because it's not even because it's slow. Like my problem with it 
is that it's too like three stooges ish with its comedy. Uh, it's okay. just like, you know, like knack, 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 like poking in the eye. It's too slapstick uh, for me. It's, that's the, that's the better. Yeah. yeah with the skeletons and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just, I, I was like, this isn't, this is something it's, else. They like could have put Adam Sandler in that one. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was like a three stooges fucking skit. Like, you know, the little guys coming after him with the forks and stabbing him, and he's like, nah. you know, it was just, it was too goofy uh where like yes the 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 second one does have a little bit of the slapstick but it's super gory slapstick uh whereas with this was just plain slapstick and i yeah they took it to a goofy place yeah i i like i i don't hate it but i've never really liked army of darkness it's the only evil dead movie i don't own well with the exception of the remake i don't own that either but like the original trilogy i i don't i never felt the need to get it because i just don't care for it I only own part one and two as well. Um, and I own the remake just digitally. But yeah, the Army of Darkness. I maybe it maybe it was tainted by that by that first viewing with that female. I watched it with Lady. Not her fault, probably mine. But uh also I did think it was just goofy as fuck. I was like, come yeah. on, this is like a cartoon. Like this is and, and the CGI, like those it's awful. Like stop motion yeah. that they used in that is just not good, even for the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and, and I don't know if that was supposed to be funny, but it didn't play well. It just, it just was too silly for me. It was too, it was too like, you know, like him getting slapped in the face and poked in the eyes over and over again. You know, uh, I, re- yeah, I re- yeah, that's what it was. It was like, like fucking Curly and Mo. I, I really didn't care for that. But um, anyway, I've got one more uh, that kind of, that kind of like is in line with the evil dead thing um okay. in a sense i mean the original isn't funny at all uh but the remake to maniac uh which was a remake where they had elijah wood I, so i haven't seen that so okay. elijah wood is the maniac in that he is well have you seen the original maniac yeah with joe spinell okay um <clears throat> well the remake is kind of a mixed bag for me um uh, like the thing that I don't like about it, but they still kind of make it work is that it's like shown through the eyes of the killer. The majority of the movie you're seeing through like the killer's eyes, you know, like Elijah, yeah, like PO, POV style. It's a POV movie for the majority yeah. of the film right. that fucking blows. I can't stand that watching that kind of movie, but what makes this work is like, it, it really has some great tension in it. And the gore is crazy good. And there's a couple of scenes. There's one in particular where he scalps this girl and, and like rips her to pieces. And it's really brutal. It's And again, Alex Adjar, who I mentioned earlier, who did Piranha and Hills, Piranha and Hills Have Eyes. He's the reason I watched this movie to begin with because of his involvement. And he did not disappoint in the sense that uh, it's it's incredibly brutal. Uh, yeah. Now Elijah Wood re- replaces the great Joe Spinell in the original, uh, and at first I was like, eh, I don't know, because Joe Spinell in the original is so disgustingly gross. He's such a creepy, yeah, sweaty, gross awful. dude. He's so fucking gross. Just and Dan- no- who's in this one? Daniel Radcliffe? Would you say? No, Elijah Wood. <laughs> Elijah Wood. Yes. Either yes, way, like this guy's it's, these guys. It's Frodo. Are, it's Frodo. Yeah, but oh, he's casting spells and shit. The but they but thing. but they make it work because it's kind of like here's this short effeminate effeminate uh, like uh, dork yeah. you know what i'm saying effeminate uh, yeah. dork dork uh, and like so he can't really appeal to women either 
So it's kind of like, you know, it's like, okay, instead of the fat, ugly, sweaty guy, you've got this little nerdy guy who has, who has, yeah, the runt, like who has this Data. kind of same problem mm -hmm. uh, with, with getting women, you know? So that kind of works in a sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, the gore in it is brutal. There are scenes in it which are really shocking and intense. Uh, so I do like it. Uh, but at the same time, it cannot hold a candle to the first, the original, which is, yeah. to me, one of the most disturbing, upsetting, fucked up movies I've ever seen. And, and again, I've seen them all, dude. I've seen Serbian film. I've seen Necromantic. And I love them. Maniac is like the original of those. It is the original yeah. extreme horror film in that it's so uncomfortable and so vile in every way. It's uh, so vile yeah. and just and offensive in every possible way. Yeah, like you said, unapologetically, uh, I love that fucking movie a lot. I love Maniac. Uh, and so as much as I thought the remake was good in and of itself, it's nothing. It's nothing compared to uh, the original. Yeah, well, I mean, I just I've never like attempted to watch it because they be just because I was like, well, they have a big name in this. There's no way this is like a intense no, like remake like that that's no, all that's why i thought i was like eh, well there's dude, no way this is gonna be no, good there, there, no there are like i you should check it out you might like it um there Maybe are some, there are some really intense scenes in it in fact the opening alone uh is really really brutal uh because mm -hmm. this this woman and you're seeing it pov where he grabs this woman by the hair and he scalps her uh, and then, like, from gravity, because she dies, from gravity, she, her head, like, separates from her fucking scalp, and she just falls to the ground. It is brutal as fuck. It's so awesome. Uh, wow. So, yeah, so there's some great shit in there. But again, like, the original nice. has has intense score. You've got, uh, you know, Tom Savini at his best. Yeah, Tom Savini did that, yeah. Yeah, the, the finale of the original Maniac is so graphic and disgusting. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh my God! It's it, like Jesus Christ! Like for those who haven't seen it, like spoiler alert. But like the, the when the when the mannequins are ripping him apart, Jesus Christ! That is to this day, I think that's like the most vile thing I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, and I forgot to tell you, in Charlotte, Tom Savini uh, came to my my table and he said for me to tell you to fuck you. Okay. And yeah. he also said, fuck me as well. He's like, fuck you, but tell your friend, fuck you as well. Right. And I but, assume that you're my friend. So, but you know fuck, what? Fuck you it, from Tom Savini. But, but you know, but he, to be fair, he says that to everyone, everywhere, at every booth. Sure. He, did, <laughs> he was blind drunk. He had no idea. Now, allegedly, <laughs> this is parody people. Drunk, it didn't happen. He doesn't even have to be drunk. He's just a prick. He, man. Just, he just told that he, he wants me to let you know. Yeah. All right. That you can really shake them down. Shake them up now. Meow, meow. Shake them on down. All so they, so yeah. some remakes are good. Yes, uh, you can. You can. They, they, they can be a good thing. But I, I think yeah. uh, overall, like, I would say there's less good ones than there are. Oh, absolutely. Bad ones. No, no, Because no, of the risk taking thing that we were talking about earlier. Well, well, that's part of it, but also it's incompetence and laziness and the fact that they're like, yeah, whatever, just make anything. And it, but people go see it because they love the original. Right. Uh, so I think it's laziness, too. But no, you're absolutely right in that for every 30, like, well, I'll say like for every good remake, there's like 30 or 40 terrible ones. 
Absolutely. Even of the same movie, possibly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, No, like, the the shitty remakes far outweigh the good ones. Uh, So my thing is, it's like, just, just stop. Just stop it. You know, like, there are certain things we don't need any more of in American cinema. We don't need any more fucking superheroes. We don't need any more horror remakes. And we don't need any more long-delayed sequels. We don't need yeah. these things. It's like, you've done it way too much. Not so soon. Yeah. 20 years later. Well, part two. Why? Yeah. And, and you know that they, they're already going to do the remakes of the Marvel Universe. Sure. They already did. They whatever. Like, the first of it. When was that? The first Avengers came out. I don't even remember. I, I don't know. I don't know. Seems, but, I don't but know. they're That's... already planning the whole reimagining of that. Like, it's Dude, like, that is that... Shit... Like nothing is, that... is nothing is more beaten into the ground in America's cinema than comic book movies. Like it is And that includes my jokes, people. Yeah, and that's really beaten into the ground. Uh no, they're my wife. Oh god, I knew you were gonna do it at some I point. Um time. but uh but god damn it, dude. Like the comic book stuff is so completely overdone and so beaten into the ground. It's like, can we have an action movie? where a big muscular guy just shoots a bunch of motherfuckers. Like, does it have to always be some guy in, in spandex jumping around and not ever getting hurt? And it's just the same shit. Like how many times can you watch Spider-Man sling a web? Like Jesus Christ, it's so repetitive, you know, it's too much, man. It's too much. Well, I mean, like everything, it, it, it'll, it'll reach its, its peak and have to come. Everything will come backwards. Like, Something will happen. So. I hope so. Uh, but but right now it seems to rule the roost. I don't know what to tell you. Well, the, the, I really don't. Yeah, but it's like I haven't. I, I don't like. I, I haven't watched a lot of those movies. But but the ones I've seen, I'm like, okay, this is all right. Like that Logan movie is bad fucking ass. That one's rated no, there, R. There are good ones. There are good ones. Deadpool yeah. is badass. Deadpool two is badass. Because, but those there, are the rated R ones where they can do all the like crazy ass shit. You know. Sure. Well, they're, they're, no, I'm not saying there aren't good ones because there are. But no, I, I know. So... I'm not saying you're saying that. And they're, I'm not saying awful. I'm not saying they the should part. stop. I'm not saying they should stop making comic. Books. I'm saying they should. Okay, but I'm not saying they should stop making them. I'm just saying. I'm just saying we're so inundated by them yeah. that it's that it's like exhausting. Like all these series and all of these movies and all of these shows, it just doesn't fucking stop. And comic book movies have basically replaced action movies. And that's what really bugs me. It's like, I want to see Stallone murder people. I I don't want to see any more of this, you know, like Spider-Man fucking bullshit. It's the same thing with like Star Wars, where it's like you have this stuff that is really sorry fans, but that's, that was children's entertainment, comic books and, and Star Wars. And now it's become adult entertainment and just dominates it. And it's like, like, I, I don't want to see this crap. I don't want to see a bunch of Muppets blasting lasers and, and a bunch of superheroes who I know will never really get hurt. It's boring. It's fucking boring to me. I I, I don't want it anymore. How many times can you watch Superman fly around? Like, I, I don't, fucking care i want i want something different so that's just me though that's just me you know, No, absolutely it's there, there, are, super repetitive. there are some of those movies that i i enjoy some most of them i do me not. too me too uh, you know like like yeah. just like you said so Dude, you know Bat- like like batman returns, batman the, ori- returns. the original superman superman 3 with richard yeah. Pryor. 
Uh, no, not that, not so much. That no, one. no, that's one that's included. Um, also, not, not really. Uh, not to me. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah. No, it's but, in there. But, and uh, but, Batman '89. Batman, you know. but Batman Returns is no joke in my top ten favorite films of all time. That's one of my favorite. I've got a cardboard cutout of Batman behind me here in the office. Like, I'm not saying I don't like comic book movies. I love Batman. I love Superman. But enough is enough. You know, that's my point. Enough already. Yeah, like, well, that's what, it well, like I said, it, it rules the roost right now, man. They're going to they're going to suck all but, the dollars out of it. Jesus so it's got to they, they, they have beaten it into the fucking ground, dude, where it's like, I don't want to see anything that's comic book related anymore. I don't care what it is. I'm like, is it based on a comic book? Get it the fuck out of my face. Because you've just ruined it for me. You've done it so much that I can't even enjoy it anymore. It, it is a weird place we are, uh, yep. creativity-wise. Or, or what in what passes for entertainment these days. As as some would say, the I didn't do it, boy. That passes for entertainment to these days. Was a was a was a was a You know? I mean, uh, is that what passes for entertainment these days? I don't know. I don't Maybe it does. Yeah. Not to us though. Nope, that's me. I think I think I think we've made our case for like the the ones that are good, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and 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 remakes. You know, we're not uh, totally against them, you know. But like you no. said, for every one good one, there's forty bad ones. And the frustration is, and they fly under the radar a lot of times, which is fine. But but still. The, but the big frustration for people like us who are writers is. There are many, many great books out there, many great ideas, new, so fresh, many, yeah. new, fresh stories, new, mm-hmm. you know, like that never see the light of day, that never get turned into a film because they're too busy remaking Poltergeist every five fucking years and they're yeah. all terrible, you know, and it's just like they won't take a risk on something that doesn't have name recognition, you it's know, sad. and it's really, Absolutely. it's really fucking sad that there's all these great books out there. I read books every year. I'm like, this would make an awesome movie. And it never fucking happens because they're I too read busy. Books too, man. <clears throat> yeah. It's just, it's just, there's just, you know, it, remaking it, the same shit over and over it, again. It, you know, it's a sad, it's very sad that it, it is a no risk uh, type of thing because there's so many great ideas. And when you see one slip through in a movie that like usually gets bad reviews or no reviews and you see it and you're like, oh, my God, this is fucking awesome. But there's no push behind it because it's not it's not going to make money or it's not commercially viable. You have to play the game and make your, you know, self like whatever. And, you know, you have to have a name like like your Zack Snyder or your fucking whatever we said earlier. Like if you have that name, you can attach it to that and that's it so like that plays a part in it and like in just the no risk that they people are willing to take uh because they they could not stand to make uh one dollar less than the billions they made the year before um because what will the shareholders say right uh you know it's all it's all just about business now it's not about making Mm -hmm. art it's not about making art at all and like big big studios make fucking garbage for the most part they make trash we're taking uh, it back they, they do they just they, they make fucking garbage movies you know it's like it's not like the golden age of cinema or like the 70s where they're really trying to push boundaries and really trying to get people they're trying to fill seats with like word of mouth where it's like holy shit the exorcist holy shit taxi driver have you seen these movies they're so intense and crazy that's how they filled seats 
Now it's just like, hey, Ghostbusters 17, derp, you know? It's like, fuck you. I don't need any more Ghostbusters movies. I love the first one. Second one's, eh. Like, I I don't need, I don't want to see any more Ghostbusters. I'm done, you know? Like, stop it. Like, I, and then, like, and, and you know what? Like, people our age, a lot of people, particularly men, uh, they, they perpetuate this shit with their fucking nerdy, obsessive, like, you know, fandom. Where it's just like, me, Ghostbusters. I'm like, you're fucking 40 years old, okay? Move on. Like, watch some fucking grown-up shit. Read some adult books. You know, let go of fucking Ghostbusters, for Christ's sake. You're 42 years old. Stop it. Are you talking to me? No, I'm talking to people <laughs> our age that, like, won't let go of that shit. It's like, dude, I love what? Ghostbusters as well. I own the fucking Blu-ray. I watch it every once in a while because it's a fucking great movie. But that doesn't mean we need more of these fucking movies on and on and on until the end of time. Just just stop it, dude. Just accept the one and, and let it go. Like, and move on. Because, grow the fuck up and watch some adult shit, you know? You know, well, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Why would a man with genius at work on his shirt spend <laughs> so much time caring about a children's cartoon program? So, yep. you know, that's what I have to say about it. Uh, I think right. we uh, right. too many people take too many things too seriously uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to these yes. type of things. But also we need more uh, people with money, a.k.a. studios, producers, whatever, to take more risks and like yeah. let, let new ideas happen. Like, yeah. Let, yeah. let them let them uh, succeed or let them fail. Like, God no, damn, it's, like, it's always what the it's fuck? Always... It's, it's a write off anyway. You're going to write off the next Star Wars. Why don't you fucking right. write off the next, like, Car Wars, which is our idea. Which <laughs> Car is the, Wars. the musical, which we've been working hey, on. Hey, hey, cool, quiet, quiet. Don't give it all away. <laughs> Car Wars, fall off. Car <laughs> Wars. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Zip it. All right, sorry. <laughs> you're, ruining, you're ruining the surprise. You're going right. to give away. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoily. No spoilies. Car Wars. Exactly. But seriously, that should happen more. And sadly, it doesn't because everything is scared. Like money is so like controlling. Is it going to make me money? Yeah, this, this is why like this is why mainstream cinema is dead. You know, like you got to go to like, Maybe. you know, smaller budget independent films to, to get anything halfway decent. And even most of them are fucking garbage. Um, it's 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 a real problem. Um and uh, I don't, I don't see us ever pulling out of it, you know. As far as like the, the big, big films, um, oh. you know, like every year they'll try to make a couple so they can get those Oscar noms, and usually those are just really boring movies. Um, but other than that, it's just like, it's just like Sonic the Hedgehog two, the movie, and it's like get right. the out of here and it's fine it's like i understand children being like yay but you've got guys in their 40s who are like i love that game growing up sonic rules and they go and watch this shit it's like what the fuck's the matter with you read a book you fucking imbecile yeah well well as you know i don't pull out uh famously like these people in a different way but uh yeah, I don't. I don't even. Know I agree with you. <laughs> well, you said at the top of your rant uh, about pull, uh, pulling out of something, and I held on to the joke till you finished your sentiment because we're working on our communication right now mm-hmm. in our relationship, and that's where we're at. Okay. And I want I want to make note that I held my joke until it didn't make sense anymore, <laughs> and now I have to explain it. <laughs> I appreciate that, but I, I really- don't pull out. Uh, either way, 
with any uh, sexual partner. Well, and that is my guarantee. <laughs> that's your like, like that would make people happy. Like that's my guarantee. That's my like, guarantee. oh yeah, that's what I want. Hey, that's what I do. Yep. No they, they they all want to get in, impregnated by you and have their baby jump out with a bunch of tattoos. Hey, it doesn't and, mean that. And a weed addiction. <laughs> oh, weed addiction. Dude, that would be awesome if your baby got born with tattoos because yeah. like the mother and father had tattoos as you pass on it, pass it on like the hair color or something. Yeah. That would be awesome. You're like, I would I didn't want to be born with a dragon on my dick, dad, but you had to fuck me up. Like that's a whole Thanks, nother dad. Thing. That's a whole nother reason to not have you know for your kid to hate you and not have yep. a kid. Yep. As if there's not enough reasons. As if for there's that. not enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, you spend your whole life raising a kid, teaching them, showing them, like wiping their ass and everything, and then they just grow up to play with you for all their problems, uh, exactly. and right and rightly so, because rightfully probably, so, it's probably yeah, fault no. anyway. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, what a fucking thankless task being a parent is. Jesus, fuck right. that. Yeah, that's why we're parents for each other, dude. Visit right. parentsforeachother.com. <laughs> we don't pull out slash backslash. Yeah nokids.com yes. and message us about what you think about this yes, we, uh, you know, sorry, our, that's our PSA because we are on our, our big thing. thing about parenthood is that we oh, both that want that we both want like everyone to like to be properly hydrated uh, particularly if we have daughters so you can visit that on uh, two girls one cup uh, on the internet just look just, that up just, just, as soon as you <laughs> type 2G it's gonna come up. Don't it's worry. Be the first thing. Come right up. Because it's that important that, that and people stay hydrated and get their nutrition. Exactly. <laughs> and and probably because you just have played this and you've heard us talk about it, it'll just like your computer will know that that's what needs to come up, which is a thing. Which is a thing. Two girls, one cup. Uh, presented by, by Chris and John Wayne. Seal of approval. Cup. That uh, it's right up there with Lemon Party. Which I also suggest you visit afterwards. Lemon party. See, I, don't even know, I don't even know what that is. I don't probably. You don't know, know what lemon party is. No, I don't. I told you. Did you? I, I mean, I, I don't think I know what it is. It's three <laughs> old guys having intercourse with each other. One of them is sucking the other one off, and the other okay, one enough, is enough, making enough, out enough, with the one. Enough, enough. Enough. I have it framed. Enough. Like I was give. I have. I have this framed where it's, it's made up of little pictures of me. And you, like somebody, and you somebody wonder. gave me one of those things where it's like all the pictures are of me, and it makes up these three old men having and sex you, with each other. And you, and you wonder why I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't. It was a famous thing, dude. How do you know? You know, two girls, one cup. You don't know Lemon Party, Jesus Christ, well, dude. I, that... I know, I know, two girls, one cup because I heard so much about it. I've never watched it because Jesus Christ, I don't want to. Uh, I. Like, we joke science, about, about you should Googling watch it, it but no, we don't. We joke here tonight about Googling it, but don't Google it if you don't know what it is. Don't Google it. Don't just don't. Do Google it because you need to know, don't. or else you're gonna find it on the streets one day no. and be like, oh. If you what? really want to know, if you really want to know, like read about it on Wikipedia or something. Don't watch it. Do not watch it. I haven't watched it just because I know what it is and I don't want to see that ever. And to bring it back to our point, if you really want to know, read it in a book. Don't mm -hmm. watch a remake. Well, I heard that uh, that uh, the uh, world don't move to the beat of just one drum. Sorry. Well, I have heard that uh, Ool Ball is remaking Two Girls for One Drum. <laughs> Who? <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, 
Soul, like he's this guy who makes really, really terrible horror movies. Yeah, like notoriously bad that no one cares about. I I can imagine that Two Girls One Cup has been remade in some capacity and is out there to watch. And uh, well, I challenge well, no, I challenge but... our listeners to find that link and tweet it to at Coyote Chris K O Y T E Chris and uh, let us find that. where these remakes. Well, of that you know are. that that Two Girls One Cup isn't like it's actually a was made to be a trailer. It was uh, a clip from a porno film, a yeah, scat it's film. An art. It's an art piece. No, it's not an art piece. It's a scat porno uh, yeah. that that was made, and that's just a clip from it. So that's not even that's not even the full thing, babe. That's just a, a piece of the action. But it really looks like they've taken like brown colored like whipped cream and shot it up these ladies' asses, and then they're like action, and then they shoot it out of their asses, well, and then they it, eat it. It's disgusting either way. You haven't even seen it, dude. You can't no. even have opinion no i can't because i know what what happens in it it's disgusting you have to see it it might not be no disgusting. i don't want to eat no i don't want to see it of course it's disgusting it's it's people eating stuff that comes out of someone else's ass it's disgusting but it might be ice cream i don't care what it is it's been up someone's ass Fair i don't enough, care dude. i don't care if it's fucking Thanks. sirloin steak and skittles it's fuck you're you, a man of standards and i appreciate that oh it's fucking revolting yeah well so, but you should probably watch it though. For no, I'm never gonna watch it. Never. I watched uh, Red Heat, Die Hard in a in, whoa, a, in a bra. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And everyone was shitting dare. on. Don't shitting you on... dare compare. They were all shitting on each other. They absolutely were <laughs> not in Red Heat or Hard to Die. Those are two classic exploitation films. They're not pornographic. They're not scat films. They're not disgusting. They're just fun, crazy Hooter movies. Don't you? That's what. Her. That's what Two Girls One Cup no, is. No, it isn't. It absolutely it's a is. fun, crazy Hooter. There's Hooters no, it, in it. It's it's just two girls eating each other's excrement. Okay, that's what it is. Well, and you haven't seen it, so you don't know. That's what it is. I do know. I don't need to see it to know. Did that. you read a transcript? No, I I know what it's about. I've heard a million people talk about it. I know what it's about. Who? Greg? Did Greg tell you earth, about it? Everyone on Earth t- talked has talked about it. Like. 20 years ago you know like no it was this big internet sensation of everyone being like oh you gotta see it it's so gross and i was like no i don't and yet you don't know what lemon party is no i hadn't heard about lemon party until you told you should well i know now and i know i'm not gonna watch it you can watch it it's not a watching it's one it's a single picture it's just a picture well i don't want to see the picture it's three men expressing themselves their love for each other physically I don't care. That's fine. They're old. They're old men. Good for them. Like, that's fine if that makes them happy. Doesn't mean I want to fucking look at it. There are plenty of people that do things that make them happy that are gross to me. It doesn't mean I need to see it to con- to condone it. Fine. That's what they wanted to do. Go for it. I don't need to see some geriatric men sucking each other off. It's not something I want to see. What if I told you I put a, a framed picture of Lemon Party in her house in a hidden spot while I was there visiting you? Didn't, you. you didn't, though. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah. you know, yeah. as long as it's hidden, I mean, who yeah. cares if it's like it's behind a bookcase? You've probably looked at it a million times. Uh, definitely haven't. Yeah. You probably have. No, no, yeah. didn't happen. <clears throat> it's just more of your delirious stoner talk. Well, <laughs> speaking of delirious stoner talk, I don't pull out, but we should probably yeah. pull out of this episode yeah. Uh, yeah. because think, it's at the I end. I think we're just way, way off course here with talking about 
all these. But this is how we do it. You know, we bookend it with uh, non sequiturs, I feel. With with gibberish. (laughs) Well, some would say that. Some would say gibberish. Some would say gibberish. Like anyone with good sense would have turned it off by now, and I'm sure they have. And then they, oh, absolutely. Everyone with good sense has turned it off. Yeah, I'm sure no one's listening anymore. Yeah, my mom, mom, thanks for for hanging on this long. We really appreciate it. Yes, thanks. Especially Mike. after I read from Night of the Perverts, uh, but that's good stuff, though. This was a fun time. Uh, you know, we could talk about remakes for really like hours and hours because there's so many different points to be made. Because there's even remakes of television shows that are happening now, and that's blowing True. my mind yeah. in a weird way. Well, like, well, I think there's more of like the like continuations, like the long delayed, you know, sequels, like Fuller House and all that bullshit. I mean, yeah, but. No, there's other ones that like uh, are not continuations. It's just like a full reboot of like these. That does happen. That does. Yeah. So I'm saying I think recently I'm seeing more of the, you know. Yeah, they they try to tie that, but then but then their lead actresses pay to have their children put through college and Harvard or some shit. So then the whole series gets tanked because of their (laughs) selfishness. Mm -hmm. So there you go. or like with Roseanne, like the the lead character, just like said she some was racist, on Xanax. <laughs> she was just, just said some racist fucking tirade, and and then they just have to do the show without her, you know, which is dude, fine. And the thing about that is that like I can't believe that show is like still going on and is still a popular show after they put her off of it and just call it the Connors. It's like what the. Fuck. It's like, well, like Valerie, all of those... Valerie and like Valerie's family or whatever the Hogan's or whatever right. the fuck that was. But like, uh, yeah. but like all those characters are just great characters, and uh, so they just they like everybody put all this hard work into it, and she blew it by calling Michelle Obama a gorilla, you know, like like a fucking racist moron. That wasn't Michelle Obama. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. No, she was. She called Michelle Obama uh, an ape. Said Planet no, of the Apes. It wasn't yeah. her. It was somebody else. But it, I, she uh, did pretty, say that, but it was okay. not Michelle Obama. Well, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought it yeah. was. But anyway. Yeah. But she, uh, did, she did say that. I'm not saying yes. she didn't say that, but it yeah. was not about that person. Okay. Well, I, th- I thought it was, but maybe it wasn't. But anyway, she she said that about a black woman. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I thought it was her because, like, Roseanne is very notoriously pro-Trump. So I thought it was like an anti-Obama thing. But anyway. Uh, but no, all these people worked really hard on rebooting that show. And it did really well. And it was really good. And they were like, well, you know what? Like we're gonna go on without her, and it's fine because uh, Katie Seagal plays uh, Dan's new love interest. So you basically got Peg Bundy, Peg Bundy dating Dan Connor all these yeah. years later. It's like a, a, a '90s, uh, you know, uh, 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 convergence uh, wet dream. You know, it's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, but 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 the fact that they can make it work too is also no, I know, uh, I know, yes, and uh, is also an anomaly in itself. Yes, because uh, the show was called Roseanne, and yeah. like it was she was she the was character. the writer, she was the she was the main character, propulsion yeah, yeah. of the yeah. whole show. Right, you know? right, right. And back course. when when it was out, like man, I liked that show. It was oh, like it was too, a blue collar, like fucking. She worked a shitty job. He worked no, a shitty job. The kids no, were unhappy. I was like, wow, this dude, is kind of like my life. That's one. Of, <laughs> that's one of the no. That's one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. It's great show. Absolutely, hundred percent, man. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Anywho, uh, yeah, I guess that's time. 
And what a time. I, I think that's a show. Uh, tune in next week for when we tackle death metal and play more of your calls. Thank you for all of yeah, the... Keep them coming. Keep them coming. And we're going to play the rest of our bank next week, and then we'll just keep putting them, putting them out there. Just keep putting uh, out. We're going to keep putting out, but not pulling out, as I've said, famously. I will always pull out, because like, even if you're on birth control, because I just do not want to risk having a child. Well, at that <laughs> point, it's your responsibility. And that's a show. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, I always don't pull out, though. Anyway... Chris, uh, it's good to be back. I love you, and I love everyone. Good night, and good fight. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya.